It's the Hoosier Sophisticated Show Question all the things that you know Steve likes the weed Steve likes the weed Tell you about DMT The DMT Hoosier Sophisticated Show The Hoosier Sophisticated Show Hoosiers with the dreams Sophisticated blasphemy It's the Hoosier Sophisticated Show Question all the things that you know So let's set our minds free For the singularity It's the Hoosier Sophisticated Show The Hoosier Sophisticated from Hoosier Sophisticate. Let us all remember we are only as good as our last breath. Good morning. This morning we're going to do it just uh, a little bit differently. I think I want to start the morning meditations uh, with different spiritual leaders and different uh, leaders in meditation throughout the years. And normally we do something guided or, you know, a guided visualization or some kind of meditation. But today I want to dive into a couple of uh, roomy quotes and uh, just bask in uh, what they bring uh, in the meditative sense. So, your task is not to seek for love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. This being human is a guest house. Every morning is a new arrival, a joy a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whatever comes because each has been sent as a guide from the beyond. At times, my state resembles sleep, 
a misguided person may think it is sleep. Know that my eyes are asleep, but my heart is awake. Know that my seemingly inactive form is really in action. The prophet said, my eyes sleep, but my heart is not asleep to the Lord of created beings. Your eyes are awake, and your heart is sunk in slumber. My eyes are asleep, but my heart is in contemplation of the opening of the door of divine grace. My heart hath five senses other than the physical, both the worlds external and spiritual are the stage for the senses of the heart. Do not regard me from the standpoint of your infirmity. To you, tis night. To me, that same night is morning tide. To you, tis prison. To me, that prison is like a garden. To me, the absolute state of occupation with the world has become a state of spiritual freedom. Your feet are in the mud. To me, the mud has become roses. You have mourning. I have feasting and drums. Whilst I'm dwelling with you in some place on the earth, I'm coursing over the seventh sphere of heaven. Tis not that I'm seated beside you. Tis my shadow. My rank is higher than the reach of thoughts because I have passed beyond all thoughts and have become a swift traveler outside the region of thought. I am the ruler of thought, not ruled by it, because the builder is ruler over the building. In the view of him that has not experienced it, this is mere pretension. In the view of the inhabitants of the spiritual horizon, this is reality. me and you'll be in a world of pure imagination take a look and you'll see into your imagination we'll begin with a spin traveling in the world of my creation what we'll see will defy explanation if you want to view paradise simply look around and view it anything you want to do it want to change the world there's nothing to it hooray I never thought my life could be anything but catastrophe, but suddenly I begin to see a bit of good luck for me, cause I got a golden ticket, hooray!
I've got a golden twinkle in my eye. I never had a chance to shine, never had a happy song to sing. Suddenly half the world is mine, what an amazing thing. Cause we've got a golden ticket. It's, it's ours, Hoosiers. We've got a golden ticket waiting for Good morning, sophisticated Hoosiers. How do we find ourselves this beautiful, beautiful day? Uh, a little different something for the guided meditation. Apologize for the tardiness, but I think we might move towards more of a 7.30 time slot to, to 10 or so. We're going to see as, as Miss and I take over the mornings here. Um, we're just going to change it up a little bit. And we're going to try and bring you some great content and uh, kind of what's going on with the industry, kind, kind of change the, uh, uh, the conversation a little bit and see how it, um, see how it goes from there. So uh, my entire family jumped in the car with me last night and we drove across the state searching for the RSO. And um, it's bleak. It's bleak, guys. Uh, the situation that we face right now as uh, a, a medical program in Missouri is uh, it's a lot worse than we think. And there are far fewer people controlling this industry than we think. So I am, uh, um, you know, I'm a bit, well... I'm trying to go and get the story because I'm just trying to get some people some medicine. I can tell you that the question that we are asking, nobody has an answer for. Uh, I can tell you that some of the fights that we've been picking, uh, the people um, are right to the, that have defended themselves, the small businesses, uh, the dispensaries. And now I'm finding out even the people, the hopeful manufacturers, are really not in control of this at all. Um, we have we have a situation where uh, the cultivators, the few cultivators that are acting, uh, are that are in business, are um, essentially they've essentially got the entire industry by the balls. The same people like Archimedes that rush to market uh, moldy weed, you know, and push it off on dispensaries, and it was tested. So it's really hard to hold a dispensary uh, accountable for potentially, um, you know, selling moldy medicine or anything because it is tested and sent to them packaged before it gets there. Um, so uh, all of this comes down to the cultivators. Every single bit of the problems in this program. Now, they are an easy scapegoat because typically the people that are running these massive cultivations are obscenely rich. They won licenses. They've done a lot to keep other cultivators from being in the business. Uh, they didn't see to any provisions that uh, dispensaries or even manufacturers could even have micro-grows in their operations so that they could at least have some, uh, um, uh, you know, some level of, of quality control and brand separation. And uh, right now, um, it looks very, very, very bleak. It looks unbelievably bleak if you are a cannabis patient in Missouri as far as getting FECA oil. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not out there. And if you need a FECA protocol, you need to reach out to us. There are people waking up to this reality. Uh, and um, we will figure out a way to make this happen. In the meantime, very big, real change needs to happen. The state has put unnecessary gates 
on the industry, and those gates are uh, being guarded by about mm, less than a handful of people. Um, without saying too much, uh, because I want to really kind of get it all together and paint a big picture, and also because I'm straight up tired of bitching on this show. That's just not what we're doing here anymore. Um, we're going to get something done. So I want everyone to know that the question remains, and everybody should blow up every major cultivator and manufacturer uh, uh, there is, and there's only two manufacturers now, and I haven't seen much out of proper, but Clover is definitely posturing, and, we, and, and, and Clover deserves every bit of bullshit that they get because Josh Mitchum pounds his chest at the Kansas City Star and says he has more weed than the entire state. After talking to dispensaries, several dispensaries, and now um, a couple of hopeful manufacturers, they have no product. They have no product. And one of the questions that we asked as they, um, as they awarded vertical licenses was, what are you going to do to keep these vertical operations from hoarding all of their plant material for the people that depend on that supply chain in order to make medicine? Because that's the problem. When you only award so many, essentially, you're going to find a way to squeeze out people at the bottom of the supply chain. That's what's happening right now. I am absolutely uh, um, empathetic to, uh, to any of the you know, dispensaries that uh, have been trying to stand up and say, yeah, uh, we know, we've been saying this uh, for quite a while. Um, I'm empathetic to their plight. I'm empathetic to people trying to pay their overhead without anything to pay it. And this is like as basic of a uh, uh, monopolistic, um, I mean, honestly, there should be an antitrust situa uh, uh, case brought against most of them right now because the state gave many of these companies firm deadlines of when they had to be operational. So they're forcing these companies to be operational. Meanwhile, they're not forcing any of the supply chain to make sure that these companies have products to sell. So that is that does not work. That does not work. And um, so now, uh, here's what I'm doing. <laughs> now I'm going to find all of these people who are being screwed, and uh, we're going to make this uh, coalition even stronger. Uh, and if you you know if anybody wants to question uh, you know the the intentions of of this program or this community. Uh, you know, tell it to my kids that sat in the car until 1230 last night trying to solve a problem that everybody's been bitching about um, for two weeks. Well, for longer than two weeks, but really gotten uh, w once my once my old partner, uh, um, you know, got everybody's attention. So I'm a little pissed off. Yeah, I got home uh, from across the state last night at about one o'clock in the morning, hoping to have some kind of good news. And the reality of the situation is, is even if they had the product, the way that the cultivators are treating this market, uh, uh, pretending that, and, 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 and I mean, they're not pretending anything. This is reality. They have the entire industry by the balls and none of them believes cannabis is medicine. Not one of those cultivators believes cannabis is medicine. I believe that uh, Josh Mitchum has, uh, I think Josh Mitchum, and, uh, I, and I'm not sure of a couple other actors, but I'll keep throwing his name out there because he was so bold to go in front of one of the largest newspapers in the state and pound his chest about having more weed in the state. Well, he has more weed than the state and meanwhile there are dispensaries that don't have product on the shelf and there are manufacturers or soon to be manufacturers that can't even sniff can't even sniff a crop in order to start making anything any kind of medicine then at the prices that they're trying to force all of them to uh, pay 
you're looking at even even then at this point you're looking at eighty dollars plus a gram of fico oil and if you're on a cancer protocol that requires a gram a day mm, that's not going to work people that are sick don't have three thousand dollars a month for medicine so uh we got a lot of work to do and the the picture got more more bleak for me uh as i drove across the state and we're going to figure it out uh i'm not going to spend all day on this um but what i thought was bad couldn't possibly be worse that's the deal that's the deal and so you know uh, i did it a couple days ago and i'll 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 get out in front of it again and i tried to temper uh uh you know uh you know, as my partner showed his teeth a little bit, I tried to temper and save relationships and apologize because I did know that some of these people are handcuffed. And if, if, if some of these smaller businesses that got dispensary licenses are telling me something to be true, they've never lied to me before. Their intentions have been in the right place. They've given away uh, licenses and they've given away everything else. Please accept Hoosier Sophisticates apology because uh, I, I understand how uh, basic uh, business works and how the supply chain works. And I understand that your hands are tied. And so uh, now we switch gears and we just figure out how to fl flood this market uh, with FICO oil. And also with education about FICO oil. Because how many people know that hormonal cancers are actually accelerated by high THC RSO? Do a lot of people know that? I think people that are potentially treating hormonal cancers might know that. But RSO isn't RSO isn't RSO. Not all RSOs are alike, or FICO oils. Use whatever words you like. Not RSOs. Not all RSOs are alike, and not all of them are. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A, a good option for certain types of cancer. And so uh, all of this has always been about education. However, now you're getting to the point where where some of these uh, cultivators and, and people were coming online and they were, they were worried about getting their cultivation up. And also, the state's going to have to explain why they granted multiple manufacturing licenses to the same companies at the same address when there's no, when there's no uh, square footage uh, um, cap on the size of a manufacturing space. Uh, the state is working hand-in-hand. Hand, I'll say it. The state is working hand-in-hand hand with just a couple of people in this state big money people that have absolutely screwed patients. And, uh, you know, I used to wonder if we were hitting a little too hard with some of our skits. I used to wonder if, and, and you know what? Nope. There's a handful of you out there. And, and, and please, like, if any of, the th any of the content that we make is hitting home and you feel like it's a personal jab, it's probably not. But if you feel like it is and it resonates enough with you because it kind of matches up to some of your business practices, I implore you to change those business practices because now we got to come even harder for people to show uh, just how messed up this whole thing is. So um, you want to question, you know, anybody's uh, intentions or anything in this, you know, uh, or, or the amount of effort that it takes to do this or what actual work looks like doing this, ask my kids. Ask my kids who got to bed last night at 1 o'clock in the morning with, with their parents with broken hearts because we're fucking up a hill. We're, we're up a creek without a paddle right now. Moving on, I want to change, change things a little bit. I'm going to bring in the, the smokiest of smoke shows uh, uh, onto the show this morning. My wife. My wife. Hello. Melissa Bliss Coley. Hello. 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 Hi, baby. Hi. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm a little tired. 
a little tired. I'm also a little bit tired. A little tired. I'm a little cranky. I'm I'm not cranky. I'm actually in a very good mood. I'm fine. It's Friday. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's Friday. You got seven jobs. (laughs) I got all the shit to do. (laughs) That's true. I do have seven jobs. Good morning, friends. Good morning. We did some. Uh, we did a couple of uh, Rumi poems uh, this I, morning. I was listening. It was um, lovely. Because Rumi is Rumi is love. Rumi Rumi talks about love, and and I'm just trying to be love right now. I'm trying to be love when it's hardest to be love. I am. I'm looking fuck hard Friday. Okay, Skittles, relax, buddy. Ooh, Skittles, be easy dude. up in those trees, okay? I Whoa. see. I'm, I'm worried about you, pal. I know I, you're relaxed. I seen you in the bath last night. Um. Uh, it's not bullshit passive aggressiveness. I'm going to need you to get your own account, bud. Um, it's not bullshit passive aggressiveness at all. The, the, the lack of knowledge uh, on the, on the uh, good morning, Craig. Uh, the lack of knowledge on the consumer Hi, end of things is, is, is just, it's, un, it's unbelievable what we think we know and we don't. Um, so Last night was legitimately heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. It was, it was very sad. The you want to know why? Because I walked through an empty facility. I saw the reality. We walked through a very a multiple, large, multiple really empty facilities. sophisticated laboratory that had nothing in it. And they were to the point where, you know, they were like, if you know where we can find, <laughs> yeah. please help got, us. If you've we, got we it, if you've got like, it, what are you, you going to do for us? And they were like, no, 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 you guys don't get it. Like, please help us help you. If you've, uh, if you've got a, um, yeah, if you've got a, they were asking me for a, basically a cultivator plug. Yeah. I mean, and these people have hundreds they're of thousands, hundreds of thousands people. of dollars they're invested in this They're very smart thing. people, and they're very good people, and these people are grassroots. It's a family-owned and operated business. And we knew that about we knew that about Cassville. We knew that about we do, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Ashley's Ashley's deal. So, anyway, whatever we got, we got work to do, and it ain't gonna get done bitching about it here. Or on anybody's uh, post, I, I implore you guys to blow up every Clover post that ever uh, comes mm-hmm. comes across Facebook. Please, that that brought me great joy. But that's the reality is is that there is no uh, incentive for any of them to uh, move forward. So so we move forward. We we, we yeah. get on. I want to talk about uh, a couple of things today, babe, and I just great. we'll just see where it all goes. Uh, uh, we can stay on the we can stay on the. Um, on the weed train a little bit. Okay. Um, I started out with Mo patients really not standing a chance right now, and it's uh, you know the, well they do they stand a chance, and their chances is in the is in the community is in the people that didn't need the state's permission before, and they don't need it now. Um, now we just got to figure out a way to take some of the um, uh, risk off of the people that are willing to to get get this fico oil to these patients um which has been happening and so we, we just got to pivot we just got to pivot it's fine pivot, pivot. uh jay-z's gonna pump uh 10 million dollars into the cannabis industry i saw that uh, uh jay-z's gonna pump 10 million dollars into the cannabis industry for for minority owned businesses Correct. and that is yeah. definitely worth mentioning it's super worth mentioning because um uh, our buddy levon uh came in uh, came in the group v9 grows check him out um uh, he, he's my favorite little. Uh, I, I love going through his garden. That dude grows some serious yeah, medicine. He's, he's a lot of fun, and he's a lot of fun, and he's fun in front of the camera. And you know, he's he's asking a question that's important to him, which is, you know, um, this this affects this affects the uh, the first um, this affects the 
you know, the minority community more than anything and has, and they've been, uh, you know, marginally disproportionately uh, affected by the war on drugs. And we've talked about that forever. That was when Definitely. we, when we started the Elgin Kohler, Kohler Elgin 2020, like that was the campaign was like, Oh, Hey, by the way, you know, we're the most incarcerated, uh, um, you know, country in the world. And by the way, you know that over half of the federal prisoners are for cr- drug crimes. Thank That's you, exactly Craig right, Morton. Craig Morton. You, Craig That's Morton. exactly right, my brother. You don't need permission from no man to help your fellow man. Um, and so, uh, you know, but at the flip, on the flip side of that, like, it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't be that way. And uh, and there are people that are kind of there but are I'm people. Sure glad there are Craig Mortons out there. No doubt, there are people that are are shouting on social media. Well, I've talked to MIPs, and they all have plans to make FICO. Let me tell you, those plans they're not they're not real inside of a year. The only people that could potentially make FICO uh, inside of a year are currently operating and are showing uh, no, absolutely no um, desire. To yeah, do I have so. to be honest with you. So um, I don't typically have to play politics in cannabis. I I am in a very special position where um, I've just been able to be friends with everybody. You know, like, no big deal. I don't have to dip my toe into anybody's business waters until, you know, very recently, obviously. Sure. And so I've been personally doing um, research. I'm sure everybody else has been doing oh, far longer, you know. And it's funny because I feel like I need one of those, like, uh, walls um, that detectives have with the red yarn going from one place to the next to the next because it is impossible. Like the meme from It's Always Sunny. Who is actually who doing That's right. what? And That's everyone right. is terrified to say um, this person's a bad person because they don't want to lose their lives, you guys. Yeah. Like, they're no doubt. Like, it, it's so much worse than I thought it was. It's Amber, so much worse. And I, I already thought it was bad based on I did too. being a fan of the show. I, honestly, you know? driving <laughs> driving one direction and part of it was the time of the day. But my my mindset going one direction versus the other was just completely flipped. And I'm always happy to to spend time uh, with um, you know uh, with you guys in the car, and yeah. you guys are you guys are ride or dies, and I appreciate that, and it gives us an opportunity to let the kids tell us what the new cool music is or it whatever. Is, it is really nice. Uh, buddy boy, Bitchum's Denver op, op never carried RSO or Fico. It was all about wreck. Sona, they didn't support it for five years in Colorado. Why really? would they not? It's exactly right. Um, we got some stuff to talk about there, Man. James, because uh, I, I I got you know the the interesting thing is is that the cultivators. That will remain unnamed, uh, <laughs> for sake of my family's safety and 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 yeah. financial, uh, uh, you know, future. Uh, but it, this is all going to come to light. Um, there are cultivators essentially saying, "Yeah, sure, we'll give you, uh, we'll give you some flour. You have to white label all of the product back to us so that we can sell it in dispensaries, uh, in our dispensaries that are yeah. due to open." Uh, even though we have our own manufacturing license yeah. and we don't want to take that part on. I think. Um, there, that's going on. There are people brazenly <laughs> bragging about having more weed in the state that are buying up or have bought up entire uh, cultivators, entire uh, grows. Yeah. And are then sitting on that to turn it into, to you just- know. Uh, candy starve them to, to turn it into candy and yes to starve out everybody who's had who who was granted licenses and also i heard of several people who got licenses that then 
uh, because they didn't get a cult. They might have got multiple licenses. But because they didn't get cultivation, their team backed out, and so they're just letting their licenses go back. Yeah. And we're speculating that the state, for all of those licenses that they do revoke, are not going to grant them to the next person in line. Yeah. Uh, because they want to see what shakes out in court with all of these other licenses. It's dude, it is fucked up, and there is they're they're just straight up. There isn't weed. There is. I mean, there is, there is, but there ain't enough. And I got you know. And the fact that there are people operational without a way to make money off of their business is yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Um, I've got, I, I, well, I got we, a lot to learn, and I'm looking forward to learning it. But I'm. Like, we walked through a couple empty buildings last night. It's pretty empty. I mean, They're, bone dry empty. Yeah. Um, just I want to help in any way you can. Can cultivators provide to manufacturers? Well, I think that that would be a sweet emergency rule. I want to know. I want someone to answer the question why Immaculate Conception only fucking applies to the people that are able to grow it in the first place. Why can't manufacturers immaculately conceive Are we sure that that's the, I'm very the sure law? very sure that that's the law. Okay. Uh, right now, they, they extended it, but it was only to manufacturers. And it, it doesn't extend to dispensaries. It doesn't extend to manufacturers. It's it. absolutely okay. – because, because the cultivators will not come off of it. I was helping a friend find product, and the cultivators producing are sold out till midsummer. The other problem is, is some of those cultivators that are saying they're sold out aren't. They're, they just also have dispensary licenses, or they're vertical. And this is something we brought up, you know, as soon as this passed. What is going to keep the vertical operations from hoarding all of their flour okay. to run it through their own supply, to, to, to take it through their vertical operation? Yeah. What's going to keep them from doing that? Because now that's starting. Now that's okay. starting. So thank you for your uh, patience with me because I oh that's just we're, so, well, we're all learning so we're all learning but it isn't a, it isn't a matter of hey we're just trying to make there there's are certain there's there's four people making money off of, of candy and soda and there's you know and there's uh, uh, two grow and then also there's this illusion that like one company got three cultivation licenses you can only have three cultivation licenses but then that company also has this company which also got three cultivation licenses yeah. and this company which got two cultivation Hence licenses the red yarn yes and so um just like i think okay maybe i can ask this question do you think every industry has to deal with the corrupt nature of humanity, or do you think oh, that this is uh, cannabis specific? Because this is large. Here's why it's it's, it's largely corrupt. Here's why it's, it's different for cannabis. That's corrupt. why it looks so weird in here. Here's why it's different for cannabis. Hmm. Uh, Gotta turn the lights on, guys. Yeah, the reason it's different for cannabis is because nothing else is regulated like it, uh, and this this fucking you know. 63 cultivators, uh, whatever, 192 dispensaries, 86 MIPs, I think is what it is. Um, Which is the minimum that they had to give, and minimum. they're, that's right. they're no treating catch. it as the uh, maximum. Is that correct? Uh, that's, that's correct. Okay. Uh, going to the hood for green always worked for me and always will. That a boy, Skittles. Um, you know, I, I mean, I agree with you. You let this market fall on its face. Um, you know what? It if it's cheaper, if you live in Southwest Missouri, if it's cheaper to get a hundred dollar temporary card and buy medicine in Oklahoma, <clears throat> go do it. 
Yeah, take care of yourselves. There you go. And that and this is what happens, Jessica. Uh, if anyone ever needs RSO, get in contact with me. Karina said, I will make it for you. There are so many people that are stepping up to make uh, make RSO. And um, it's frankly, it's just I, it, all of that is important, and we need it. We need as much as possible. But this is this is simply not okay, and people need to be held accountable. You want to talk about corruption when it comes to licensing. That is all very true. I mean, I, I, I think that the, the corruption knows no bounds in licensing. And one of the gals that's run, one of the guys that's, that's the, one of the gals that's running the program, her husband was writing, was writing applications. Uh, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a conflict of interest. She should have stepped down from the post or, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever, or, or just, you know, he wasn't allowed to do it. Um, we have a problem because our department is, uh, well, you know what? Also, put a little bit on new approach. I mean, let's do it. Uh, we, we all thought that we were doing the right thing. Um, new approach put this in DHSS's hands, and it's the wrong place. Uh, it's the wrong place. It's the wrong fucking place so speaking of to the be wrong handling. Place, so the department, the department of Health and Senior Services is in charge of what looks to me like agriculture. Right, like this looks. Yeah, like this should farming. be an ag. This should be an ag job, and I believe Shamed Dogan's bill uh, makes it, uh, it. It, I know for a fact, it does. It takes it away from DHSS. It makes it at the department Department of Agriculture uh, uh, chore, uh, and of course, that would be a rollout. And there's a lot of people worried that it would gut the medical program, and I think it would. It would. Um, I think it would, but I also think it would make medicine. If it, listen, if medicine is medicine, and the only difference is is the taxes that we're paying. Um, but you know you're paying four percent tax on a seventy dollar eighth versus twelve percent tax on a, you know whatever uh, a, a twenty five dollar eighth or a thirty dollar eighth, uh, then whatever like that, that that doesn't there is no difference in the quality of medicine especially when manufacturers are flat out refusing to make fico, they're yeah. flat out refusing to do it the two that have it and and uh, because here's the deal if this was a medical program that would have been the first medical product available. So, well, I'm going to stop talking about weed here <laughs> shortly and talk about gaslighting, actually. So, uh, um, hang on just a second. Yeah, so, sure. Um, I'm new to the politics of cannabis. I, I've heard um, secondhand uh, philosophy for a long time, and I would be really, really interested to um, read any articles or have conversations with any of you that are subject matter experts. And so um, I'm just going to deep dive and learn as much as I can. If I'm going to speak on it, I'd like to speak on it intelligently. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I just, uh, you know, I want to have an adult conversation about it because uh, it's, you know, uh, we got, we got everybody's attention and, and now, um, now we got to, now we got to do, do something. something. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, this is, this is the deal. Um, I want you, you have like all of the best, uh, relationship advice and I like talking about love and I like talking about conflict resolution with you. And, uh, I want to talk about the subject of gaslighting because I've seen it come up in the group a few times okay. and I feel like, um, I, and I, I think that I've been a, uh, perpetrator of gaslighting in the past. I think all people yeah. claim that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think. Uh, gaslighting is also um, a uh, it's a tool of um, framing a narrative. Right? It is. I mean, there's that's, a there's a bunch of different. So 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 yeah, so framing the narrative. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I guess that's that's the main thing. So maybe I should look up what exactly the definition is, and then uh, uh, you know 
and then maybe I'll let you kind of uh, talk about it and what you've seen as far as, you know, coaching relationships and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then see, you know, how we can all be better and, uh, you know, avoid those situations or potentially, um, you know, uh, recognize them okay. uh, as they're happening. Okay. Uh, and that way we can have an idea of, of which way to move forward. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we should do that now or in the second hour. I mean, I guess, you know, we started talking about weed. Should I talk about Jay-Z's deal real quick? Yeah, and then, so. and then just kind of keep things keep about. things together? Okay. Um, um, we... My my sister, my younger sister's husband is a minority in the cannabis industry. And when I saw that this morning, I just was tickled mm -hmm. straight up. Like, I, I've watched him. I can go ahead and drop Brennan's name. Sure, yeah, Brennan absolutely. England. Owner of the Cola Lounge, absolutely. Cola we talk Lounge. about Brennan's been on the show. We love Brennan. Father of my beloved nephew, right? Like, um, I mm -hmm. I've watched him. You know, like many of the people, like Jason Long's been in the game for as damn near as long as we've been alive, right? Like at um, least, yeah. I've watched Brennan um, pull this community up by its bootstraps from the get, and back back even when I was like, you, "You're going to go to jail if you talk about pot, dude. Like you can't do that, right?" And so, um, this is a huge win. It's a huge win, and I think that somebody as influential as Jay Z standing up for the industry in mm -hmm. this way um, makes a huge statement to the general public, doesn't I don't, it? Yeah, I think so. I don't uh, I don't know enough about the... I kind of wish it was more money because he's got a lot I was about to say, I don't know much really, about the details. Like, really I'm not going to scoff at 10 milli, but uh, also I would, you know... Okay, well, let's just see what's going on here. From the Hill, Jay-Z is leading a new effort that will put $10 million towards investing in minority-owned and black-owned cannabis businesses, which I believe there's only one in the state of there's Missouri, which one. is Larry Hughes' group. Um... Uh, the musician and business mogul born Sean Carter will be teaming up with cannabis company TPCO Holding Corp, also known as the parent company, as part of the effort the company announced in a recent release. That's a great name for a company, the parent company. The parent company. The fund, the company said, is aimed at rectifying the wrongs of prohibition through diversifying both the business leadership and workforce of the cannabis industry. For the fund, the company said it will be putting up the initial multi-million dollar amount and commit to contributing at least 2% of its net income to investing in minority-owned and black-owned cannabis businesses. Beyond investing, the fund will also support organizations and programs focused on diversifying the cannabis workforce through job fairs and placement, industry training and education, as well as social equity application support. Uh, the California-based company revealed the new effort in a release that also announced its completion of its qualifying transaction to acquire cannabis companies CMG Partners, also known as Caliva, and Left Coast Ventures. According to the Wall Street Journal, Monogram, uh, a cannabis line Jay-Z started last year will also be working with the company as a joint venture. Cool. Jay-Z, who serves as the company's chief visionary officer, <laughs> said the recent news marked an incredible time for this industry. Uh, the end of cannabis prohibition is here, and the parent company will lead the charge to a more expansive and inclusive cannabis industry. So we're paving a path forward for a legacy rooted in dignity, justice, care, and consistency. The brands we build will redefine growth, social impact, and social equity. This is our time. I'm proud and excited to lead the vision of the parent company. In a follow-up interview, he also discussed the new fund geared toward helping minority-owned and black-owned cannabis businesses in particular, we're the ones most negatively affected by the war on drugs, and America has turned around and created a business that's worth billions. 
the news comes as the topic of decriminalization has also picked up more traction on Capitol Hill, with the House in December passing legislation seeking to decriminalize the drug nationwide. According to a past analysis from the American Civil Liberties Union, more than 7 million people in the U.S. were arrested for pot possession between 2001 and 2010. Uh, the same analysis showed that despite black and white people in the U.S. using cannabis at roughly the same rate, black people were almost four times more likely to be arrested for possession. It's nothing we haven't talked about on this show before. Certainly. Um, we know that it's, uh, I mean, uh, uh, people that aren't white end up in prison for, for you know, nonviolent drug crimes at an incredible clip, and it tears communities apart. And, um, you know, there's no way out of it. families apart. Yep. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I question the motives, especially after seeing how the, the industry has just been working because, you know, this isn't just like some dudes in Missouri that like had this idea of how they were going to do this. They're mirroring what they've done in plenty of other States. That's why like anybody who's in the industry, like for instance, Josh Mitchum says that, that Oklahoma, he said it clear as day on Nate on cannabis, uh, that Oklahoma is a massive failure of a program. Bullshit. Oklahoma is not a massive failure of a program. If Missourians are upping and leaving to go and work in Oklahoma, that is a success regardless of what that program looks like. If people can go and pay a penny for RSO in Oklahoma, that is a success that Missouri is never going to sniff as long as the people that are in charge of it. Um, so I always question kind of the motives behind uh you know, some of these things. And I, I think that Jay, I think that this is a great marketing for whatever cannabis well, he's company. He's not a businessman. He's, he's a, a business, business man. Um, you know, uh, so it, uh, look, he, he's not like just giving away $10 million. He's going to make money back on that. He's going to make all of it back plus plenty. Um, but you know, that's, that's investment, baby. And still, so it's possible to go to somebody and say, yep. Hey, I'd like your business. Yep for the sake of doing business with the person that I like, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. perfectly, perfectly fine to do that. No doubt. And it's also perfectly acceptable for everyone to profit from that because there's enough for everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, we're less than an hour in, and it's actually, uh, it's time to dance, babe. But can you hear it? Can you do I it without I can't hear the... it. I have a hard time with this. Like, uh, maybe we can pretend to be statues, or maybe we can... You know what I found? If you just I, if I you just lean if you just lean into your caucasity and you just If you do that, then uh, good for you, man. That's awesome. If you can't hear it, uh, I, I just unplugged <laughs> the thing because uh, I'll plug it in tomorrow. So we so we know uh, so we know that it's um, it works. So did that work? Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, anywho, uh, actually, we are uh, at a point where uh, it's about time for a break, I think. Uh, we'll do that. I want to come back. We're going to talk about, we're going to take some uh, relationship questions. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll talk about love. Anything that you guys want to talk about, we'll try and do that. I'll always grow my own, putting in a market that people are still locked up, and I'll pull from that market, which is why I consult. Oh, yeah, Kush Coach. You the man, dog. Um it's Friday, baby. It's finally Friday. I gotta. I don't know. I gotta wake up. I'm gonna. I'm gonna chug this coffee down. Day off tomorrow. What's that feel like? I don't know that I do. I know <laughs> it does feel pretty good. People with zero cannabis knowledge open grows to get rich. Yep. 
Yep, that's what's happening right now. Yeah, um, that's what they that that's what it looks like. Well, and what's crazy is is like they wouldn't be allowed to do this. It's like um, okay, this I'll, I'll liken it to this. It's like Goldman Sachs allowing to uh, or, or you know setting up a trading floor for Bitcoin a couple of years ago before the SEC got involved because like they could go back to all of these just awful uh, 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 pump and dump practices. Like they're like, oh cool. Uh, nobody's looking over my shoulder to regulate me here. This is what I'm going to do. They wouldn't get, be able to get away with this in any other thing. So, um, you know, if if you if be, it's it's the government working hand in hand with just a handful of people to put the brakes into. I don't need more coffee. Um, I just I don't know. I just need I don't know what I need, bud. I need a couple more hours of sleep, I guess. Um, but there, this is only the way that it is because of how heavily regulated it is. Straight up, this is why I'm against all government regulation. I think it's fucking stupid, and I think that people always have this idea that like it's going to make the world a better place or whatever. But then what it does is it just puts assholes in charge, and then those assholes take advantage of everyone and then pretend that they're saving the world or something. So uh, or with all somehow the somehow victims, yeah, or they're somehow yeah. Fuck. Good night. Give me a fucking break. Um, uh, I found a pain management doctor in St. Louis who's helping people get RSO. I wouldn't uh, put their name out there because that pain management doctor is going to be in trouble. Um, awesome. Guys, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to switch, uh, switch gears a little bit and start uh, talking about how we can be better lovers. I'll uh, see you on the other side. Welcome back, Hoosier Sophisticate, Hour 2. Mornings are for the Sophisticates. Uh-oh. Okay. Mornings are for the Sophisticates. How about that? Um, for the sleepy Sophisticates. The sleepy guys. I miss my Jason today. Where's he at? I'm pretty excited. We got some cool people coming in. What's the deal with this Cheryl Smith broad? What you doing there, Cheryl? What are you trying to get people, uh, what are you trying to, get people to do? What's the deal? What are, you, are you giving out money, Cheryl? Hi, Cheryl Smith. I give you. How you doing, my, man? Uh, my cash app is uh, Craig A. Kohler. Send it on over. Whatever you got, send send it out. Send send it to me, baby. What's gaslighting? Gaslighting. Um, uh, like you said before, it's it's um, it's a it's a manic control of the narrative, right? And so if we look at Gaslighting, we have to look at narcissism. And if we look at narcissism, once again, we have to look at codependency. I think that easily 95% of the population of the entire world suffers from some form of codependency. I think it's very normal. So we should, we should probably start with codependency. We should start then. with codependency. Right. And then we move into how the codependent and the narcissist um, are the perfect match if you're talking about... Um, Mental health inconsistencies, okay, okay. Or, or a lack of skill inconsistency. Um, I think the people who aren't codependent have learned, have unlearned that, okay? Mm -hmm. um, but so the narcissist, you have to look at their behavioral patterns, and then the gaslighting is like the end of their game. It's like the big uh, fireworks finale mm -hmm. before they get kicked out of somebody's life. 
right? Mm. Yeah, okay. sure. Okay. So um, everybody, I think, kind of knows what a narcissist is. Um, typically, if you're codependent, that means you care about somebody's problems more than they do. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so that's fair. The narcissist, the way that they get the codependent, who has a deeply good heart, by the way. The codependent has a great heart. Um, they were raised right is what we would say, okay? Um, the narcissist... Right, they're going to help their the person they love through whatever. Yeah. We're, through this, yeah. Uh, we're in this together, let's get through this together at no, yeah, matter the co- no matter the cost. No matter the cost. And so um, the problem with codependency is the cost you pay, mm. which is your soul, right? Mm. And so the narcissist game happens over a very long period of time. The narcissist makes a very good first impression. They're probably very attractive. Um, they're, they're very charming people, okay? Mm-hmm. And so after a while, um, they, they'll, it's called love bombing. Have you uh-huh. ever heard the term love bombing? Um, well, I, I, I don't know if they have. Well, so. they make you feel like the stars and the sun and the moon shine directly out of your own asshole. Well, they make you feel like you are. There have been nights where I'm not so sure that's not the truth. <laughs> I sit in front of the mirror and I just hold it open and look at the galaxy. It's different if you're playing that game with yourself, right? Fair enough. Somebody else is playing that with you. Uh, proceed with caution. So... In that, over time, a person gets worn down. Or if you begin to uh, recognize that you're dealing with a narcissist, then you'll begin to pull your energy away, mm-hmm. right? We can only be abused for so long before sure. we realize it's us who keeps showing up to abuse. That's and right. so then once the narcissist has been um, removed, the proximity of, uh, has, has enlarged, um, they will begin uh, what is called a smear campaign in politics, but it's really gaslighting um, if we're using proper psychological terms. And sure. so gaslighting looks like um, them uh, being completely apathetic to your station in life and to your um, what, perception what? of mm-hmm. your own life, right? Mm-hmm. They're completely apathetic to you if you are um, at your wit's end or on the end of your rope. They do not care, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they're, they're happy to tell you that. And then they'll move even forward with um, maybe telling secrets, mm-hmm. things that you've trusted them with, um, uh, to validate their position. Mm-hmm. And then it moves into um, them just devaluing you as a human being, right? right. Mm-hmm. In public forum, though. And so they'll go back behind and they'll go to everybody that uh, maybe mattered between the two of you, you know, and especially divorce is so nasty, man. You see this all the time in divorce. Um, They'll go back to everybody around you and say, well, this person cheated on me and this person did that to me and this person did that to me and I, my hands were tied and I had to carry myself the way I carried myself. And so they, they position the entire argument as though only one person did something wrong Mm -hmm. and it's never them. Mm-hmm. And they're always the victim, mm-hmm. no matter what. Mm-hmm. No, resp- no personal responsibility in that whatsoever. And then um, if they still don't get your attention and they haven't struck a chord in you, because that's what they want from you. They mm-hmm. want your emotion. Sure. They're trying to pull something out of you. And so if they haven't done that, then they'll begin to throw tantrums publicly. And that looks like... Um, I mean, uh, blasting on social media, that means I go to your mom's house and I tell your yeah. mom she raised a bad person. That means I go, you know what I'm saying? You know, like, yeah, they will explode in the end because ultimately they are intellectually still and, and uh, emotionally, more importantly, still children. Yeah. Like uh, um, unruly children, bratty children. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, there's, it, it, um, I, I know that like the idea of, 
uh, gaslighting in a personal sense is like, you know, allowing someone, and I'm certainly guilty of this, uh, and I think maybe I felt justified in it uh, a couple of times because I really felt uh, that my partner was being was being crazy or something like that. But yeah. I know that it, it looks like it is looks that, like was that a public hit on me? It was not. No, <laughs> no, it was not. I'm not that damn foolish. Uh, no, but uh, you know, I I believe that I have uh, looked uh, in a situation and been like, I don't know what reality you're living in, but that is not what's going on here. That's an important point to make, and so reality is perception, and if you don't take the time to have that what we call a come to Jesus moment, right? Like Mm -hmm. if you don't have that come to Jesus moment with yourself, you're like, whoa, am I screwing this up? Did I actually? And so I think that, like I said, everybody suffers. There's a spectrum here, Mm -hmm. right? So you could have a Nicki Minaj, right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, sometimes we think that sociopathy is narcissism Mm -hmm. when it's not. Um, If you're morphing and changing your entire identity to fit into the mold of something that you think is profitable, that's probably sociopathy. You probably Mm -hmm. um, need to see a PhD, right? Um, but, But right below that, is that high-level narcissists, CEOs of five, Fortune 500 companies, um, bodybuilders, you know what I'm saying? Like people who are stuck on the meat suit, people who are stuck on the dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have um, a lower degree of that, which is just like regular everyday people who were just raised by regular everyday people. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't um, been drugged by the universe, by your hair to learn these things as a child, mm-hmm. then... Um, you have to be actively seeking this information in order to uh, to grow the way that you want to. And the great news is there's many, 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 many people, all of the Aubrey Marcuses and the mm-hmm. Duncan Trussells and the Joe Rogans and, and the Mel Robbinses. Um, there's, there is absolutely enough information for you to get through this successfully unless you feel that you can't do it by yourself after you learn the information, in which time I would seek professional help to get through it. But you can absolutely get through it. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, um, so there is a, uh, there's probably another level of it, right? So like with the, 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 the cut and dry uh, gaslighting conversation is, is like you're, you, you're making someone to feel crazy yes. about, uh, about real emotions that they're valid emotions that they're having. You don't validate their experience in their life at all. Right. Right. Like yeah. because it doesn't fit into what you think the narrative should be, they're yes. crazy. Yes. That was my understanding of really quick to use the word crazy. Yeah, guys. that's that's my it's understanding not a, it's not a good of move. gaslighting in like the you know, the most basic sense. Then I think there's this other one where which we kind of we we uh let off with, which is like controlling a narrative for the sake of you know, being seen as be, the because, savior, yeah. Well, or and, and because 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 going back to the uh, uh, the codependent conversation, mm-hmm. a lot of times uh, there are uh, you know other relationships formed through that bond, yes. right? And it's like the like idea, children. It's or, like the idea yes. of you know having a divorce and and uh, the couple saying, well, you know. I'm keeping this one, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm keeping this one, yeah. you know, and that, that's, what's really interesting about having a, a group of friends, you know, like we do, that's as close as, as we are. It's like, we're very, very we, close. We have to, we have to be open to the experience that, you know, uh, if you're going to, uh, urge people to find real love, right. Yeah. Uh, then, you have to, uh, you have to well, you have to, to teach them how, but you also have to be open to, 
the possibilities or, or all of the things that come along with uh, uh, you know with love and all of the intricacies that come along with love and and what that road looks like and I mean everybody I've ever uh, seen uh, in in love uh, I've been a victim of gaslighting it did make me feel like things were my fault I've read so many books on this I'm sorry keep I'm going. sorry to hear that you were but I'm keep glad that going. you're if on the other side of it and you're going. and you're gaining some um, some power through that um, because that's a, it's a power play, right? It's a, it's a total power play. You're reclaiming your power. And so I urge you to question yourself, when did I give my power away? Right. What moment in this relationship did I surrender myself completely to this other human being? I believe in unconditional love because I felt it mm. from other people, but I don't necessarily subscribe to giving unconditional love unless it has been absolutely earned. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about watching people's behavior periods over very long periods of time. Mm -hmm. We didn't get married for eight years. Yeah. Right? Because we, wanted, we yeah. wanted to be really, really, really sure that we were making the right choice. And I do not regret waiting that period of time at all. Yeah. And so, um, and not to say like I'm, I'm, so much better than everybody else, you know, like, meh, meh, meh. Uh, I was in a codependent narcissistic relationship two times before I met this man. I have felt infatuation for someone and thought that I was in love, right? And so I'm looking for that more mature love. I'm looking for, okay, we've gotten past the chemical addiction to each other. And that happens amongst friendships as well. It's certainly not just for lovers, you know. Um, we've gotten past that chemical addiction. And so... Um, do I like this person when I'm not addicted to them? Right? Like, is, is there value here when I don't have when to my get chemicals, hit? Yeah, when my chemicals aren't just yes. going haywire. Yes. Yeah. That's interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, it, it, one thing that I was uh, kind of curious about, or not even curious about, but uh, it is, this is the nature of politics. Yes. Right? Like, it is framing a Which narrative. Which is why I stay out of politics. Yeah, it does not spark joy. It's framing <laughs> no. a narrative, and then it's 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 positing to be the savior uh, in that narrative, you know. Um, and uh, it's yeah, it's it's really interesting to uh, to kind of to see it. And I like again, I've you know, and after having seen it, like then seeing where I was guilty of doing it, mm -hmm. you know, because. It doesn't feel good. We've all been in a we've all been in a, a a fight with a significant other, and maybe had a good relationship with their extended family or something. And, yeah. And every and 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 found ourselves in love with their families as well. Yeah. And my my ex husband's mom is one of my favorite people ever. Hundred yeah. percent. And uh, you know, and and so what happens then is like. You know, when, when you know you start evolving is when those people want to come and jump your ass because they heard your spouse's side of the story or your yeah. your significant other side of the yeah. story. Uh, and you say, you know, if if that's what you're being told, then I can understand why you're being upset. Yes. Uh, um, I'm not going to engage you in this. Exactly. Um, that's exactly the I point. can't engage you in this. And also, like, then I have this weird thing where, like, am I gaslighting if I'm saying if that's what you're being told? You know, like... So, okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. It's important. So um, I do think that extremism in any form is uh, a mistake and it's a, it's a problem waiting to happen. And so if we call all course correction gaslighting, yeah. then gaslighting loses its value. Man, that um, applies to so much. Like if and, you <laughs> and it's so easy to say, mm, 
You're gaslighting yeah, me. Yeah, I'm being gaslit, so I don't want to be held accountable for my to, actions. I don't have to be a grown-up right now. No, 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 no. Stop the fucking madness, y'all. Yeah. You have a responsibility to the people you choose to be in relationships with. Yeah. Up and to looking at yourself and saying, is what, uh, maybe I am showing my ass. Mm-hmm. Maybe I did throw a dish. That's not healthy behavior, yeah, sure. right? Like, it's not healthy behavior. We've all had a rage moment in our lives. We've all had a moment of being blinded I by I threw a dining room table fear. one time. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. I wasn't there that day. <laughs> no, I would never do that with, it was before with you me. around me. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. A dining room table. But so it, it, it's accepting the fact that I don't know what I don't know, and that's okay. Mm. But once somebody that I respect and love brings it to my attention and says, hey, you have this behavioral pattern that's mm-hmm. wrecking me. Mm-hmm you're then charged with evaluating the self or maybe going to another trusted friend and saying, hey, have you noticed that I've had this behavioral pattern? What do I do? Um, One of the reasons that I'm such good friends with my best friend is because I can go to her and be like, can you call me out on my bullshit right now? Because I I truly can't see the forest for the trees. I'm so upset. Help talk me through this. And Mm -hmm. she's actually the reason that we got back together, right? Mm -hmm. Because she was like, I hear you, girl. And also. Yeah. Right, like sure. a, a good friend is. Yeah, you want to be truth. maybe not necessarily validated, but especially heard, and then having someone be uh, be an arbiter or not even an arbiter, but someone to say, yeah, all of that's valid, but you I, can be better. You can do better. Yes. We can do better. Yes. No. And I say, I say that the healed codependent or the healed narcissist says, "How can I be better here?" Right. Like, okay, I fucked up. Great. We all do. We're all going to continue to do it forever. Right. I need to be reeled back in. What's the next step? How do I rectify this? And so um, people have different, just like people have different love languages, they have different apology languages, right? Sure. And so then you're charged with not only meeting that person in their love language, but also with their specific apology language if you wanted a fully complete healthy um, outcome, right? Sure. So I'm a huge fan of an 80% outcome, right? Like I'm happy with the B. <laughs> right? Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, sure. So we can't expect perfection from people. And if we do, um, you're better off just living on a mountain by yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because it's never coming. However, um, it is perfectly okay to call an asshole an asshole. Mm. It's perfectly okay to create a very hard line boundary with that person if they've been abusive to you. I don't like getting my face kicked in by my friends. And so like we discussed, I'm very, very quick to eliminate people that I see have a negative behavioral pattern. Now, um, sometimes you might have an intuition that somebody's a little askew and not know why you don't like them. Mm-hmm. And then later you get a reason. Mm-hmm. But you should still give them the opportunity to prove themselves, right? You let, you let people show you who they are, but you got to believe them. Yeah. You have to believe them when they show you who you are. Yeah. Who they are, excuse me. Uh, This here gives uh, a few examples of gaslighting. Okay. Uh, You got countering. This describes a person questioning someone's memories. Uh, They say things like, you never remember things accurately. Are you sure you have a bad memory? Yes. Uh, You have withholding. Uh, That's when someone withholds. They refuse to engage in a conversation. A person using that technique may pretend not to understand someone so that they do not have to respond to them. For example, they might say, I do not know what you're talking about, or you're just trying to confuse me. Uh, You've got trivializing, and this occurs when a person belittles or disregards the other person's feelings. Uh, They may accuse them of being too sensitive or of overreacting when they have valid concerns and feelings. I'm bad about that one. 
I'm really bad about every, that one. Every person I know. I'm has just, one I'm of just these, holding myself right? accountable. Uh, you got denial, and that involves a person pretending to forget events or how they occurred. Uh, they may deny having said or done something or accuse someone of making things up. Uh, you have diverting, also bad at this one. Uh, with this technique, a person changes the focus of a discussion and questions the other person's credibility. For instance, they say that is just another crazy idea you got from your friends. Yeah. And then you have uh, uh, stereotyping. Uh, an, arti- an article in the American Sociological Review states that a person using gaslighting techniques may intentionally use negative stereotypes of a person's gender, race, ethnicity, sexuality, nationality, or age to manipulate them. For example, they may tell a female that people will think she is irrational or crazy if she seeks help for abuse. Um, yeah, no one can love you like I can love you. Nobody can. Nobody can do for you what I've done for you. Right. I'm totally irreplaceable. Right. This. 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 Unless code your of, name that's, is that's Elon Musk. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Check yourself. Uh, I had a rage moment where I very ironically threw the book "The Way of the Superior Man" across the room. <laughs> I felt like shit after. I also reread the book the next day. Kind of laughable in hindsight. Uh, I struggle with anger. Gaslighting is something I'm drawn into very quickly. Am I accurate in saying gaslighting is also known as pushing buttons? It is pushing buttons. That's precisely what they're doing because they can't get the energetic feed from you. So we use a word called, uh, we use a term called energetic vampire, right? And uh, it's people who feed off of the energies of other people. And so when they're no longer getting that uh, satiation, excuse me, my mouth. Satiation? I, I had about two hours of sleep last night. Thank you. When they're not being satiated by you any longer. Two hours, you say, huh? What did I tell you? <laughs> what did I say to you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just love the juice harp. I'm sorry. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry, Kush Coach. They push, push your buttons push because they buttons. want your energy. <laughs> if they're not getting it, they'll get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, they're pushing your buttons because if they can't have that lovey-dovey love bomb nom, 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 feed, they're going to have your passionate anger. And so that was an awesome list that you just read. However... Incomplete. Incomplete. And mm-hmm. there's a spectrum here, right? So you really could be talking to somebody who's making shit up. Yeah. And it's not wrong to say that. And so I... I fully believe, and uh, you can attest to this, it's got to be super hard to be married to me, but I'm getting to the bottom of the motherfucking truth. Oh, that's for sure. I I will get as close to uh, the objective truth as I can. I will account for your subjective truth because I understand the human brain and the human existence, but what's the common denominator of our two truths, right? Mm -hmm. And so an easy way to see if you're dealing with a narcissist is that they have two or three people that they're very close to, maybe four people that are that inner, everybody's got those mm-hmm. that little handful of people. Every one of those people is being abused and no one else is. And so when other people find out that shit went awry, other people like, you know, oh, we're getting a divorce. I had no idea. You guys had a bad, what? You know, like, this is the reaction. And then they're like, this is the perfect opportunity to gaslight. Because then they're like, oh, yeah, it was miserable. I- I've been tortured for years by this, right? And so sure. um, they, they use that shock as an entrance now to this other person who now gets pulled into that inner circle. And it's just this constant um, uh, consummation en masse, right? Like, yeah. there, there's never, 
there's never going to be an end to that. Yeah. Uh, well, th- th- that well, what a place for uh, someone who is adept at gaslighting to exist, right? Like you, you have that small circle, right? And in that in that small circle is codependency. Oh my, she's getting deep. Um, <laughs> and uh, what's up, Jay? Thanks, Jay. Um, that was a good one. I love a good dick joke. Uh, uh, let's see here. In Sheep's Clothing by George K. Simon is a great book to read to help understand and deal with manipulative behavior. Read it twice. Females can be just as narcissistic. My husband was battered and beaten down by a succubus until I came around. He was stuck in a very unhealthy, abusive cycle. I think females often out. get away with this way more than males. Uh, because we're pretty and we cry straight up. Uh, so there's a passive gaslight and an aggressive gaslight? Definitely. Yeah. Right on. So, uh, and then what, there's a passive aggressive. And then there's a passive aggressive <laughs> gaslight. Uh, and so that's, uh, so, you know, if you have a, this small tight circle, right? And, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it looks like, you know, I think we talked about just kind of being in a tight knit family where everyone kind of takes care of one another and kind of takes on whatever. And, and, and part of that is, uh, uh, part of that <gasps> is. I just winked. I win. Win what? Sorry, we had the winking game. We did have a I winking game, but what was Mike's it about wink. though? Was it Trevor asking about winking? She's getting deep, ladies. Sorry, please continue. I uh, No, that's okay. I'm, I'm always down for. Um, we play weird games. So, <laughs> um, it, you know, when when you have like this tight knit circle that's kind of used to carrying the ball across the goal line, to use a football yeah. analogy, having right? a good like team, always yeah. having a, a group of people to kind of get it to a certain point, and then there's someone that can punch it in. Uh, aggressively passive, ooh, well, that'd be a good skit. I mean, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about what I, that I would look that like. I think that the intellectual is aggressively I'm gonna th- passive. I'm gonna think about what that would look like, Mike. Uh, but uh, anyway. Um, you know, when you have a, a, a tight knit unit like that, the codependency runs runs rampant. You know? Maybe. Uh, well, I, here's here, and here's why I think gaslighting works so strong within that circle, right? Because it's easier to tell yourself a narrative, and it's easier to tell the world a narrative. Something as long as at the end of the day you've got that two or three people that are going to forgive your actions because this is just par for the course. Okay, so if that's the case, um, I would say that's an unhealed friend group, right? My joint went out, can I get a gaslight? Yeah, sure you can. You got all the jokes today, man. You're on it today. Chris Coach is the guy. You can Um, lighten it up as much as you want, man. I would say in your friend group, if you're on a team, it's okay to have a team member that sprains their ankle mid-game. That it happens, and we are there. I will, I will literally hold you up and walk you off the field so you can bench. However, if you hit yourself in the ankle with a hammer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> over and over and over again, there sure. comes a point where I'm just gonna let your ass lay in the grass. Yep, no doubt. Right, no doubt. Uh, yeah. So you have to be willing. You as the codependent mm. have to be willing to cut people out of your life. I mean, I could get you a gaslight, but I really think you aren't remembering where you put the torch in the first place. <laughs> and you always seem to do this to me, just like your mother. Did I do it right? Uh, that was pretty good gaslighting. Not, not, not too bad. I'm trying to think of what aggressively... When the student becomes a teacher. I'm trying to think of what aggressively looks like. And I think it's something like, hey, look, you got really good ideas and your points are valid. Okay? 
and I, I think I agree with you, and I'm, I'm going to take some... I'm an asshole. I'm going to take some time to think about this, because I think that you make a really valid point, and I think I think that we can move forward with this. So this is typically me in the... In the <laughs> Just being a little aggressively right. passive. I'm obviously uh, not okay right now. Right, like. <laughs> Holy shit, my joint went up. Nice work. Um, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that is... So what do we do with a gaslighter narcissist? Well, this is... Okay, so then this is... Because we can't just talk about what it is. Let's talk about what we do with it. Let's put ourselves in the shoe of someone that's being gaslit. Okay. Especially if that... Let's let's put ourselves in the shoe of a very evolved person being gaslit. Yes. Uh, Because a lot of times gaslighting does look like Mm -hmm. mutual... People being handed a narrative. Okay. Right? Yeah. And uh, mutual friends, mutual loved ones being handed a narrative. Yeah. And there is a level of let's let's get the truth out there. Yeah. And then there's a level of uh, We don't air dirty laundry. We don't air dirty laundry, and there's yeah. a level of I walk a different path. I walk, you know, I walk a higher path. I want to be better than this. I want to I want I want to move past this. I want to you know, just move forward. Yeah. Um, what does that look like healthily? Okay. So while still trying to maintain relationships. And also, you can very easily be gaslit by someone you love and who you want to see succeed. And you want, you want all of the best things for. Right. You know? Um, and so, you know, when you feel as if you've been isolated uh, as the one being uh, gaslit, it's real easy to kind of, just reach for whatever grenade you can find first and then just kind of do that but there's a lot of there's a lot of collateral damage yes. that you don't necessarily want to cause yeah. so what does it look like does it look like silence does that silence ultimately kill you inside does it look like changing the narrative okay, or, so or putting on a different side of the story does it look what does it you're look asking like? too many questions so let's start with the first question Sorry. so um, the intellectual being narcissistically abused is really interesting. It's fascinating to me because we have what's called, uh, we call it smart man's disease. I'm too smart to feel stress. I'm too smart to incur hurt. Um, In the spiritual community, we call it spiritual bypassing. This isn't actually happening. I am love and light. I refuse to allow myself to dip down into the lower chakras, into the lower energies, malice, greed, hate, deceit, anger. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to feel those things because it makes me uncomfortable to feel them. So I'm opting out of feeling bad. Um, That's a you problem. That's not a them problem. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so, like I said, this is a, you have a, you have to have an entire education to get through this. It's a worthy pursuit. What else are you doing? Right. Yeah. And so, um, now moving forward into that intellect, that intellectual who has smart man's disease, moving into, I don't want to burn this bridge. There is value here. I mm-hmm. don't want to get divorced. Mm-hmm. I do love you, right? And so maybe it's harder for me to see the things that I loved about you in the first uh, few years maybe, right? Mm-hmm. But now we have... Uh, something that's not easily broken apart. I don't want to trash talk you amongst our friends. I am taking the higher road. Mm. I think the higher road is important. And then um, I think that if that person still doesn't meet you when Mm. you've been kind and it's happened more than three times, 
maybe more than twice. I'm very fast on this. I move quickly on this. Mm -hmm. um, I am a bridge burner. I am happy to burn bridges because I know how to swim. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, I think that give your kids a sixth, seventh, and eighth chance. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Give, give your mom a sixth, seventh, and eighth chance because there's, uh, and, and I hate to lean into God on this, but there's God present there for me, you know? Sure. Uh, through that genetic link. Uh, even maybe a, a step parent or adopted parent situation, there's a mm -hmm. link. Try harder for your family. Mm -hmm. um, but after that, if that person isn't coming around, then I do believe that cutting them out completely mm -hmm. is the only true path to freedom. Now, you have to understand that they haven't learned that lesson, so they're going to be released now onto others. Mm -hmm. And you're not the first person that they've done this to, and you're certainly not going to be the last person mm -hmm. that they've done this to. Mm -hmm. And you have to immediately begin to forgive what is torture, what is emotional trauma and manipulation mm -hmm. um, that can cause PTSD in your life. You know, you don't just have to be a soldier at war to have PTSD. You can definitely have PTSD from being in a narcissistic relationship, which honestly will make you move to another narcissistic codependent relationship if you're not careful. Um, but yeah, <coughs> cut them all the way out. Yeah, well, okay. Ghost, ghost. And, I, and I understand. I think I, I, I get that part for sure. I don't think that that's the biggest... Maybe that maybe well I, whatever people's uh, I'll kick a motherfucker out of my circle so quick so quick yep so my wife's fast, right there with man. you coach coach I mean we I, I it was a uh, when I was when I was um, a little bit younger kind of one of my mantras was, was you know made the bridges I burn light the way um, I've I've since you know had a uh, uh, I have a I have a little different uh, idea of moving through things but I really appreciate having a partner that has that thing. Because she'll, you know, my wife keeps me in check. Uh, my capacity to forgive and my patience is like he's got Jesus level forgiveness, you guys, for real. Yeah, but to a point that it, you're hurting yourself now, aren't you? Yeah, we're mad at them for doing what they do, but we just keep showing up, don't we? Yeah, that's a you problem. That's not a them problem. Totally, yeah. totally. Well, and I, I guess that's the thing, right? I think the hardest part, and 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 because because I I I'm, I seek the um uh not the approval of my of my peers but i want to be respected by my peers especially by any shared peers that like i can get over the personal interaction of be of having been gaslit mm -hmm. uh it is a little bit different when i feel like everybody's minds have been shaped to a different reality of how i carried myself in a situation okay and that I think is 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 the is the toughest would be the toughest conundrum for me to work through. Right. Is like, well, there's what's being said mm -hmm. that everyone feels good about. Mm -hmm. There's what actually is so, mm -hmm. and there's how I fit into it and yes. how I'm being perceived through it. Yeah, uh, and a, and how I'm being valued or devalued in it. Uh, uh, on. Um, unwillingly I guess like yes. it's not this is not some, you know you don't you don't have the opportunity to defend yourself and I think you maybe do but then what does that look like then that looks petty then that looks you know it's yes. like that's why gaslighting is so crazy is because the person the first person to market pretty much wins right unless they're called unless they're called on it or unless their actions don't really ever match up with what they're saying and the other person's does yes sir you're right in the right spot so your reputation 
should precede you. Your reputation as being a person of integrity or a hard worker yeah. or a good husband or a great father should precede you. And I, um, I have been deeply damaged in friendships and in romantic relationships. And when I was younger, I definitely went to bat for myself, defending myself. And that's not to say I didn't cause any of those problems. Cause let's be serious. Like all humans have to learn and grow. Mm. No one is exempt. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I would go to bat for myself because the truth needs to be known, mm. right? I don't do that anymore because it's an absolute dramatic waste of my time. The people who know me and the people who I call friends know me, and I don't care about anybody else's yeah, opinion. That's right. I don't. And uh, furthermore, we got receipts now, y'all. We've got uh, text messages, mm. and we've got like, we don't have to posture ourselves in uh, a defensive position because I don't play your game. Yep. I opt out of that game completely. I am above it. Mm -hmm. I am better than that. And if we're going to snob out on anything, I'm snobbing the fuck out on narcissistic gaslighting because we are fucking better than that. Yeah, totally. We are grown ups. Totally. And right? that's uh, no doubt. I think that the capacity to forgive and hold someone through that should directly correlate to their, I don't want to say age, but definitely to their to where they should be in their evolution based on their surroundings. Right. We talked about it yesterday. <coughs> You're 18, 22, 26. All right. You're 62, 63. No, baby. Yeah, that's right. It's you. I mean, I remember my dad. Uh, I remember my, my mom throwing my dad like his 40th birthday party. Right. Okay, yeah. And like as kids, I mean, that was the deal. Right. Like over the hill, like 40 was over the hill. Mm -hmm. And that was the big and like, you know. But based on, you know, the lifespans of a lot of people, minutes, you're going to be 40 right? in a minute. I'm yeah. going to be all up in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you can't even help yourself. I really you? can. I'm all bone, bone um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like they're like we Steve and I've talked about it on the show before, like, you know. I think we, some of us have this idea that because of how we saw reality and the adults around us and the uh, the average people that our adult parents had us around and the quality of life they were providing at a certain age, it just seems like, hey, when you get to this point, this is just going to happen. Right. And you discount all of the effort and work that it took for these adults to get to this point. And yeah. I think that that's something that a lot of, that is we're losing. I think that I think society is losing that on Not the us, regular. Though. No, no, but I'm saying on the whole, uh, I think a lot of people comparing what's happening in their life to people's highlight reels makes them feel stuck, makes them feel uh, you know, like they're not doing enough, yeah. makes them feel like a lot of different things. Yeah. I thought for sure by the time I was 36 years old, like I had it all figured out, you know. Sure. Um, and I'm learning something new every right. day, and I'm having conversations about gaslighting now. And I hope that if I I'm do so find so excited to be having this conversation do, with you, if I do find myself in a situation where maybe I am the one gaslighting, uh huh, uh, then I need to, um, I need. I, I feel like talking about this and bringing this to front of mind will allow me to catch it and correct it beforehand. Right. Right. So the play is to throw yourself under the bus, right? To <coughs> immediately, immediately, hey, I fully realized that I was not in integrity yeah. in that conversation, That's and right. I did skew it mm -hmm. to match my perception, yep. and I, and I did. Um, invalidate you and uh, dehumanize you through that, and I, I apologize. What can I do to make it better? That's right. And then whatever that person says, if you value that relationship, 
you're going to apologize in their mm-hmm. apology. Um, yeah, you're language. not going to sit there and try and decide if it's reasonable or not. You're going to yeah, figure out how to make say, it right. You can't say, I'm sorry you felt this way, right? Like, the, the play is, I'm sorry I did the things that you had to then take on energetically, right? Yep. How do I make it better? And then if you do value the friendship and you do realize that you were wrong, do just exactly what they ask, right? So somebody might say, you know what, you can take me to dinner and we're good. Or somebody might say, it's going to be a while. I need some space. Mm -hmm. Or somebody might say, I never want to see you again. Mm -hmm. And then your job is to never see them again. Yeah, your job is to accept it. How Boy, how hard is that? It's very hard. Very, very difficult. Is it possible to be a gaslighter but not a narcissist? Uh, Yes. Uh, I think that we can be raised by people that have these Mm -hmm. issues. And so we could be... um, we can be trained in narcissism as young children, but not have the, the clinical issue, certainly. Like, you can lean into narcissi- narcissism just like you can lean into humility, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a character trait for most Right, but it is it is movable and shapeable yeah. and, and and permeable. Yeah, it's also. weird. I th- I feel like gaslighting also is like it's this tool, right, that makes telling hard truths or half truths uh, a little more palatable. Well, that's one of the things they do. They'll they'll they tell the story and the then story. they put one big shocking truth on the end, and that <gasps> yeah gives them that energetic yep. in with you and now yep. they've got you in their pocket. Right. Right. Like, or or they'll I win because I have the opinions of people on my or, side. Or and and this is something that uh you know, one of my old, sa- one of my old sales managers and I mean I've I've heard this repeated many times and sometimes uh, I I take this action is is like, you know, it's always easier to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah. Uh and so there's also this thing where it's like if you come out and you're comfortable saying I fucked up, you know, which is good. It Being is. able to apologize is good. Yeah. That's a good thing. However, if it becomes this tool just to kind of lessen the blow over what you're actually not doing, yeah. that, that becomes problematic. So society takes care of this by exclusion, yeah. right? And so that person will be excluded over and over and over and over and over and over and over again until mm-hmm. finally they're like, either they, uh, their unhealed trauma becomes uh, chemical abuse. Mm-hmm. They have to numb themselves from feeling the pain of loneliness. We, we are primates and our hierarchy uh, um, matters mm-hmm. and our tribe, the people around us actually do matter to mm-hmm. us biologically. You guys, we're, we're happier people when we're with our friends and family. We heal faster when we're being touched constantly, sure. right? Sure. And so um, the coldness of separation should should, quote, quote, um, motivate them with fear. Yeah, totally, totally. It's not a positive motivation at all. No, it's not. Uh, It's not. But also, uh, you know, a lot of times used as a tool, uh, that's that's the thing, right? It's like you you, what you do is and I'm, I'm sure I've used this before in order to win favor. Uh, What you do is you you martyr yourself in front of in front of the masses in order to evoke empathy or sympathy yes right you martyr yourself and then once then what that does is that gets a bunch of people to run to your side yes to validate all of the other things that they do love about you yes and then in that because the narcissist is yeah charismatic and they are and then in that all of that love 
uh, all of those all of those chemical hits that are happening from all of these people uh, doubling down on. Uh, well, everybody's allowed to fuck up. To to err is 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 human, you know. But look at all of these other great things about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But that's not what we're talking about because you can't focus, fix your focus problem. Focus on the topic of the you conversation. You can't fix your problem. You can't fix what you're doing wrong or who you wronged. We're not going to start celebrating all of the good things that you are until we acknowledge and we fix the thing that you broke. I think that's a little backwards. I still want to celebrate who they are first. Okay. And also, because if you're my friend, it means I find value in you. It means... You know, like if, if I've contracted my life to you, if, if you're my husband, mm-hmm. I find a lot of value sure. here. I sure. want you to know all of the wonderful I things I want to fix all you. these things. I want to let you know you're this being an asshole because I love here. you. Yeah. Yes. This yeah. is why I'm staying here is because I deeply love you. Mm-hmm. Or we're, uh, we own a house together. We have children together. Mm-hmm. Or we're mm-hmm. in the same friend group. And it would absolutely dismantle our lives mm-hmm. to, to throw sure. a wrench we got to figure that. out how to move through We've got to figure this out. Yeah. And, and so therein lies, you know, kind of going back to what we were saying, therein lies one of the real struggles. Is like to be the person that is gaslit, but care about the person gaslighting them so much, but not just the person gaslighting them so much, but the the co the co creation that the two of you made, caring about that so much. Sometimes, most of the time, the person being gaslit, if they are either a more emotionally responsible, or or b maybe more empathetic, or you know uh, mm-hmm. that person just kind of eats shit for the sake of of not blowing up not just that person but every but the co-creation. Okay. So I say if the person has abused you Cynthia says her plant looks so much better. I love you. Did girl. you water it? I did today? water it. I haven't watered it yet today. We're gonna do it right now. It's watered, mama. We got it. Um I say that um if the person is your um partner who is in hot pursuit of evolution and and they're Mm. learning and they're willing to grow and they're willing to call themselves out on their bullshit, do that. Don't burn the boat. Sure. But otherwise, you better throw that motherfucking bomb right in the middle of that shit. Blow it up because it's not for you, right? That's fair. It's not for you. That's fair. And so telling the truth and being an integrity and and not to anyone else, but to you. Mm -hmm. My head and my heart are congruent, Mm -hmm. right? I can look myself in the mirror at night. I yeah, know, I've done the hard work. I know, and it, it might not have been a perfect game that I played because it's a fucking game. Believe me, it might not. Ha- I didn't play that hand perfectly, but I got real close. I I did my best, and I bit my tongue for love. Mm-hmm. Then I'm perfectly fucking fine to walk away from it, right? But I'm I'm kind of an asshole in this because I do go the extra step of saying, I want you out of my life, and this is exactly why. Well, I mean, I think an item that well, the hardest part about that is is to be handed an itemized itemized list that you can check shit off to fix. Mm-hmm. But at that point, it's too late. That's the hard part. And you know what? Hopefully, that's something that that person can carry with them into the next the, the next time that they think because that they're they or they're going to find someone who's weaker that they can just continue their that's pattern that's of exactly abuse what happens. on. But I yeah. say things like they might not know, but you and I know. Yep. And that's all that I need from that. That's right. I'm happy to be lonely with my integrity. Mm. I'm, my, I'm my own best friend. I'm never alone. That's right? fair. Like, and I think that people that are doing the work, 
I, I, I think that I have people, so much space for people who are doing the work. I know. I think that people that are doing the work uh, recognize from the outside. I think that people doing the work recognize the situation when they see it, especially when there is a pattern, uh, yes. a, you know, a, a multi-year pattern or, you know, like, I mean, when there's a pattern, it's well, it's a little bit more difficult. You can look back into like age four, five and six and see this. Right. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't begin in adulthood. Sure. This begins as the bratty child that throws the tantrums and doesn't get corrected. Yep. Yeah. And whose mom was a narcissist and whose dad was uh, codependent or vice versa. Mm. Right? Or yeah. whose mom was a single mom and she verbally dismantled dad sure. constantly. Or You know what I'm sure. saying? Like, sure. there's, there's a ton of different environments that can produce that. But like I said, I think like 95% of people are in some way affected by this. Yeah. Moral of the story is, I guess, because uh, we're gonna we're gonna head into a short break here in just a second. Uh, and I got, I, you know what? There was there was a bunch of quotes. So I guess maybe while okay, we're great, still on it, it, while we're still on it, let's 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 just uh, get into the comments. Uh, well, the first thing that should probably be done is being in a place to recognize and accept the ma- manipulation and gaslighting. Right? Yeah. I would say. Uh, I guess that's what I struggle with. Seems like a very thin line. Not sure sure what that is. I it told, is. There I is told, a very thin line. And you, you have to get right with yourself and say, is this really happening or not? Am I making this something it's not? And, and tell yourself as close to the truth as you can get, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Coach has to do the same thing. I, I probably should keep up with these a little better. My wife gives me shit for it. Uh, hey, Craig, this is totally unrelated to the current topic, but I started watching The Boys last week, and I'm addicted. I only watched it because it was your pick of the week a while back, and I gave it a chance because of that. I'm not a superhero movie fan, but that shit is legit. That shit is legit. My wife thinks I'm the fucking weirdest dude in the world for watching it. That fucking show is so good. I can't I can't get enough of it. It's so good. The and there's rape some... is Superman, really? Huh? Rape is Superman. Oh, dude. I mean, oh, it's just so good. You got to watch it from the beginning. I know you would love it if you did. Uh, yes, no contact affects them so deeply. They lose power. That is, yes. Yes, you're correct. However, if hundreds of people or if, if, a, if, a, if, a, if a group of friends or uh, if your shared loved ones... Uh, come together to coddle them through it. I don't think that that isolation is even. They don't feel it because they're because they're flooded with chemicals from yeah, no from con- a bunch of people that don't know. No that's contact, where they draw the value. No contact isn't taking power away from them. It's reclaiming your own power. Yeah, for sure. For you, sure. You you have to take your your heart and eyes away from that. If you if you make the decision, and it should be a very grown up and thoughtful decision that you're making to cut people out, okay? It, it shouldn't happen uh, as a reaction, okay? Um, if you make that decision, you have to... Um, I'm sorry, it, it's just reframing in my brain all over again from the beginning, but like, learn about... There's a book called Codependency No More, and I think that if you feel like you're personally affected by this, you can buy it on Amazon for probably four bucks, written by a brilliant um, doctor, and, and that will give you all the answers. And so this is not something that gets healed properly. And if you're asking questions about it, I know that you're probably deeply affected by it. Codependent I, No More by Melody Beatty. Thank you. Um, I want you to learn as much as you can to heal your life, to have the best quality of life you can, right? Yeah, no doubt. Nobody here wants to, you know... Uh, Nobody here wants to build rockets, right? Like, nobody here is Elon Musk. And so we have to, you know what I'm saying? Like, Elon Musk is already Elon Musk, 
right? Mm -hmm. Like if you were going to be that person, you would already be that person and you're not. So let's tell the truth about where we are and who we are sure. and just maximize the wonder and delight of our yep. third dimensional reality. No doubt. No right? doubt. I also like, there's this thing where <clears throat> maybe having been, uh, or having being being the victim in, in a in a uh, uh, gaslighting situation, you know, obviously there is love for the person that you're codependent with, you mm -hmm. know, and I liken is it, it love or is it trauma bonding? A, a, probably dependent on the situation. Okay, uh, you know, and um, what what happens is is then you see them. Uh, you're as close to the situation as anybody. Yes. You're the closest person to the situation. Yes. And you realize that what they're doing is self-destructive. Yes. And uh, uh, the, uh, if you want to paint a paint, put a different filter on it, this looks like addiction, it, right? It and, is yeah. certainly addiction and to so the chemicals that are released. A hundred percent. You know, and so this this uh, gaslighter then goes to where nobody has any of the information, or they have what they think is the information because they're given a picture, and he and, and he or she seeks the approval of those people to get those chemicals pumping. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, the person being gaslit has just called out the person that they probably love more than any one of those people that will give them that chemical hit mm -hmm. is calling out the, the uh, destructive behavior, not just because of how much they care for the gaslighter in this, uh, but also because they care about all of the people that depend on the gaslighter or, or you know, that, that tie into the gaslighter. Yeah. So, so the person being gaslit a lot of times is the one telling the hard truth. Yeah. Right. Uh, more times than not, I would say like, yeah. they're the person saying, this is what you're doing. This is why it's destructive. I love you too much to continue to allow you to act like this. Mm -hmm. And if you don't correct course, I can't have you be a part of my reality anymore. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple of different ways that the gaslighter then can then move. They can wake up and they can say, fuck, I care about this person, this relationship, this thing too much in order for me to not correct course. Mm -hmm. Or B, uh, I'm just going to go where I'm coddled, where people will make an excuse for me where people will celebrate all of the things that don't have anything to do with this mm -hmm. because it feels good to be, to be cradled. Sure. And, uh, expect it. Yeah. hundred percent expect, expect it. it. And, uh, but more times than not, the one being gaslit is the person telling the truth that nobody else has the balls to, 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 to okay. tell. Right. So, um, I say, we don't air dirty laundry publicly. Hundred percent. You're more than welcome. It's not gossip if it's happening to you. Okay. Hundred percent. You're more than welcome to tell that deep inner group your side of things and your experience, and you also go get coddled, and you also go get help because sure. you need it. <clears throat> sure. You need to be healed, right? Yep. But let your friends decide <coughs> who they want to be friends with. Mm -hmm. I have no attachment to who my friends are friends with. Mm. I don't have any attachment to who my friends work with. I barely have attachment to who you're friends with, mm. right? Like barely. Um, I'm not so audacious as to say that person did me wrong. You can't ever speak to them again, right? Yeah. Right? No, yeah, that's crazy. That that's uh that's, that's unhealthy. Yeah, that's really unhealthy. And I, and but, actually, and that's that's what look that's what like uh, divorce in a family looks mm -hmm. like sometimes. Where mm -hmm. like you know somebody was your uncle for 15 years or something like that. And now he's just gone. And yeah. it's like, I'm not, and you had a relationship with that yeah. uncle and yeah. you're like, 
what am I supposed to be mm-hmm. gone to because me and you share DNA? Like, what's right. the, you know, uh, so that's a tough one. We, ha- we make, we have big weird rules for this part because if that person is a sex offender or mm-hmm. has harmed or abused mm-hmm. a child in mm-hmm. some way, sure. we announce that from the rooftop as loud as we can. Yeah. We have, we do register sex offenders. Yeah, your loyalty, your loyalty at that point is, is to what's But right. after that, you just kind of got to let it be what it is. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be seen as um, a tantrum-throwing brat, because that's what you will be seen as. Mm. I'm, mm, he was mean to me, mm-hmm. right? Like, you will, you will be seen that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can choose how you want to move through it. I think it's situational. I think that um, your group of friends matters a lot, because if you don't have a group of evolved friends, I wouldn't ever have that conversation with them. But if you do have a group of evolved friends, the conversation looks like, I feel like I was gaslighted. Can you help me see myself through this? I need some support right now. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. Mm. I need help. What do I do? What do you think I should do? What would you do in this situation? Mm-hmm. And I don't ever say, uh, let's crucify this person. No, yeah. No, we, no. Don't, we don't have um, yeah, torches no pitch and forks. pitchforks, yep. right? Yep. We, you, you can't. You can't be taken seriously as an adult and carry yourself that way. Yeah. From my perspective, yeah. from my experience with our very own friend group, I agree. I agree. If you want to be perceived as the responsible adult adult in the situation, then you have to exercise a level of patience and understanding, and you know that. <clears throat> but also respect for yourself. Yeah, do uh, no harm. Take no shit. Yeah. Fuck around and find out. Yeah, no doubt. God damn, I love you, woman. Uh, okay, so he started watching uh, the boys. I'm gonna pick back up here. Yeah, Actually, okay. it does kind of tie in a little bit because I feel the show is more about highlighting the emotional flaws of humans, especially when they, especially when they are given extremely powerful gifts. That is the entire purpose of the show. The is best it? part about the boys is it shows how easily uh, minds are manipulated uh, by actions. And I mean, I I went from like. You know, I've always entertained conspiracies or, you know, there's other things to like after watching a show, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. False flags would be so incredibly easy to to carry out. Like and and, and that's uh, ultimately that's what the show is about. It's about uh, creating a bunch of problems in order to be a problem solver, which is also like a gaslighting thing. Absolutely. Right. Like, let me create a the problem. Micro and so macro I can is be, real. Yeah. Let me create a problem so I can be the messiah, the yes, savior of this problem, you know, so. Yes. Anyway, uh, moving down there, Cush uh, Coach says, you know, I had to cut my mom out of my life, and if you can do that, you can cut anybody out of your life. Indeed. Mike said he had to cut. I'm proud of you, Cush Coach, because that said shit is he hard. Didn't, he didn't uh, burn, or he had to burn a bridge with his mom. He can burn any bridge, and Mike said uh, he had a similar situation. Um, he didn't know if he burned it entirely, but it was definitely closed for construction for a while. For I've you. been there, buddy. I'm all about that. Yeah, it can be extreme. You can on, have legal separations and yeah. friendships. You can say, I need a time out from this, yeah. for sure. We used to call it a, a three-day three fuck, fuck you or a two-day fuck you. Yeah. Just kind of depending. I was like, babe, need a three-day fuck you. And then we wouldn't talk for three days. And I, I'd listen to The National and cry into a pillow. And he would listen to The National. And cry into a pillow. Until, and cry. Until she came back. Uh, it, <laughs> it can be extreme on both sides. Yeah. Overforgiving. Speaking of which, uh, new Matt Berninger album that was released in 2020. And I was listening to it this morning. And... How did you have time to do anything this morning? Well, I I got to drive. Are you made of magic, sir? Uh, I am made of magic. I can move water. Uh, I had a major falling out a few years ago. That's the one we were talking about. I think it's important to be able to recognize what's fucked up inside you and change it. I took a heroic dose to realize that. Like Missy said, you can't dwell on negative shit, but you can't ignore it. Yeah. Chris Coach, the first time I was ever in ceremony uh, with the Ayahuascaro, I 
foolishly asked for humility. I do not recommend. One star. <laughs> One star. I do not recommend. But I grew a lot as a human because um, straight up, the most dangerous narcissist is the intelligent narcissist, right? Mm -hmm. Like the most dangerous sociopath, sociopath is the intelligent sociopath. And when I had multiple people in my life being like, you need to get off your high horse, homie. Yeah. Then I was like, oh, humility. Boom. Difficult. Boom. Difficult, difficult, difficult uh, to look at yourself that Cynthia way. says it looks so much better. And then I told you to water it, and she said it's fine. Uh, she <laughs> said these conversations are so hard to have, but so necessary. Uh, Allie says, alone with integrity. She loves it. And Cynthia was probably agreeing with something you said, because you're the smart one here. Uh, I think we should go to break. I wanted to talk okay. about, uh, I didn't watch the inauguration the other day. Me either. Um, I don't like pop music. Um, I say it all the time. I don't like politics. Yeah. Should I get I actually, I love politics. I know you do. Um, it gives me an opportunity to, uh, politics to, to makes gaslight me... on my, to gaslight at grand scale uh, in politics. Uh, that way I can get all that poison out. Um, no, but uh, more than anything, uh, I am. They're, they're just divisive. The, the the very nature of politics are divisive. Um, I think that every politician should have to uh, vaporize toad venom. Uh, uh, like a lot of times, uh, I think they should sit in a seven-day ayahuasca, day ayahuasca Yeah, seven-day ayahuasca uh, uh, retreat uh, 60, with the sixty-day with the, with the, with the 60 leading into it, uh, and then once they get out of that, then I want them thrown into the uh, just the throes of a, a major uh, psilocybin journey, and then, then they have to go to war, got, and then they got to do Vilca uh, or Yopo, um, and they have to go to war as a humbled warrior. That wouldn't and hurt. know what it means to send um, people to and war. And then after that, then so like if I re, I, I'd, I'd keep like our constitution kind of in, in place. Uh, and then what I would do is I would you know for the presidential requirements you got to be thirty five, you got to be a natural born uh, American, American citizen, citizen yeah. and you have to uh, have dined with plants for one entire calendar year of your life. Uh, and if we did that. Um, politics wouldn't be so divisive because we would uh, all politics be politics wouldn't exist. Yeah, we would we would all be. We would just be back drawing with the off of the same uh, uh, connected experience. So, um, but with the inauguration, uh, um, before congratulations, Democrats. Yeah, sure. Congratulations to anybody who won. Uh, uh, it's great. And before uh, uh, Joe Biden fell asleep in his recliner, uh, there was a tremendous uh, poem. Did you just take a hit at the president? I, I took it. I took a swipe. I'm a. Uh, yeah, I like. I like it. Take, okay. a, take a little swipe every now and then. Like a little swipe. He's such a dork. Everybody's such a dork in this whole thing. I was like, I, you know, I, I said this for years. It's like, ah, this. Uh, can we win? Can we win being represented by a couple of n old nerds like this? Yeah. Um. The answer is no. Um. But there was a tremendous little poem that was uh um that was read. Uh, on the on the Capitol steps uh, by uh, a young lady named Amanda Gorman. Okay. Um, and uh, I want to read that on the other side of the break. This was during the inauguration? This was during the inauguration. Okay. Uh, really, really, really uh, tremendous, tremendous poem. Tremendous. So uh, I am going to, uh, we're going to take this to commercial, and when we come back, I want to cover that a little bit, and then we're going to talk about, uh, you know, going to talk about the love. We're going to talk about the love we want to make in this world. Uh, this is Hoosier Sophisticate, and we'll be right back. Hey, 
He was in a frame. Look at that. We're surrounded by friends. I did, but I think right now I don't have it. We're, we're going to line all that out today because it's Friday. We're getting it all dialed in this weekend. Uh, we're getting everything back to operating at full capacity here. Can everybody hear me okay? Let me know at home. Send a thumbs up. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, we're talking by Mike Lindner. Hi. Uh, in here. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. We can talk about all kinds of stuff. My wife has a... Uh, uh, a great little article about uh, traveling to parallel universes, which is one of my favorite pastimes. Same. Uh, and um, and then also, I did want to, I did want to read, just because I thought that uh, this is beautiful. Setting all politics aside, uh, on inauguration day, uh, uh, Amanda Gorman uh, read a poem that I just thought was really great. So uh, she said, "When day comes, we ask ourselves." Where can we find light in this never-ending shade? The loss we carry, a sea we must wade. We've braved the belly of the beast, and we've learned that quiet isn't always peace. And the norms and notions of what just is, isn't always justice. And yet the dawn is ours before we knew it. Somehow we do it. Somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. We the successors of a country in a time where a skinny black girl descended from slaves and raised by a single mother can dream of becoming president only to find herself reciting for one. And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge a union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first, we must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Let the globe, if nothing else, say this is true, that even as we grieved, we grew, that even as we hurt, we hoped, that even as we tired, we tried, that we'll forever be tied together victorious, not because we will never again know defeat, but because we will never again sow division. Scripture tells us to envision that everyone shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. If we're to live up to our own time, then victory won't lie in the blade. But in all the bridges we've made, that is the promised glade, the hill we climb, if only we dare. It's because being American is more than a pride we inherit. It's the past we step into and how we repair it. We've seen a force that would shatter our nation rather than share it. We destroy our country if it meant delaying democracy, and this effort very nearly succeeded. But while democracy can be periodically delayed, it can never be permanently defeated. In this truth, in this faith, we trust. For while we have our eyes on the future, history has its eyes on us. This is the era of just redemption we feared at its inception. We did not feel prepared to be the heirs of such a terrifying hour, but within it, we found the power to author a new chapter, to offer hope and laughter to ourselves. So while once we asked, how could we possibly prevail over catastrophe? Now we assert, how could catastrophe possibly prevail over us? We will not march back to what was, but, what, but move to what shall be, a country that is bruised but whole, benevolent but bold, fierce and free. We will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation, 
because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens, but one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. So let us leave behind a country better than the one we were left with. Every breath from my bronze-pounded chest, we will raise this wounded world into a wondrous one. We will rise from the gold-limbed hills of the West. We will rise from the windswept Northeast where our forefathers first realized revolution. We will rise from the lake-rimmed cities of the Midwestern states. We will rise from the sun-baked South. We will rebuild, reconcile, and recover in every known nook of our nation and every corner called our country. Our people diverse and beautiful will emerge, battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade aflame and unafraid the new dawn blooms as we free it for there is always light if only we're brave enough to see it if only we're brave enough to be it lord she brought the heat that's church right there. that's that's, that's church that is i definitely uh, have the holy spirit now. Yeah. <laughs> that's church uh young lady amanda gorman i think she's in her early 20s uh a really uh Really beautiful, really beautiful, thoughtful poem. And now, now it's now it's on. Yeah, now it's now it's on the leaders that she, uh, you know, that she stood before uh, to say all of that to to be it, uh, to to not make their first actions ones of uh, um, polarization, but ones of unity. So hopefully we can do that. Uh, And um, yeah, man. That's uh, that was pretty awesome. It's the I, it's the really the only thing that uh, I took from the inauguration. When, that when uh, do you have time to read twenty five minute poems in your life? I'm curious. When do I have on this show right now? Wow, <laughs> he's a busy guy. I'm always going, babe. That's it. Uh, you wonder how the Google machine stays moving. Like you got to keep pumping. I do wonder how the Google machine you gotta stays moving. Keep I, I will say, in fairness, too. when I watched this yesterday, when she was reading that, this was way faster than I remember seeing it the first time. But I think it's because I already had it in my head. Yeah, yeah. that and <laughs> that and also up. like you, you know you got the pa- you know, dramatic these pauses, poets yeah. with yeah. their snapping and shit. You know, they're these damn beatniks. Beat you know, <laughs> <laughs> these damn beats. Um, and the berets and the coffee shops. Uh, she was terrific. She was great. Um, <laughs> but you know, also uh, I believe I talked about maybe uh, Brian Kessler saying it yesterday or something like. Uh, if you feel as though we are emerging from a long dark night. Uh, then I encourage you to actually do something with the day, with the dawn that you find yourself in, mm. because nobody else is going to do it for you. Um, if yeah. you feel as though some people in D.C. were working against you in the last uh, four years or in Jefferson City or wherever you find yourself, um, chances are you're probably right, but chances are uh, it had less to do uh, with your happiness or your well-being than your own inaction or uh, your own... Um, uh, uh, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, willingness to to just do. So um, you know, get out there and do something. Nobody's going to save you, especially not any. You know, I mean, what what is the average age of Congress? Seventy. Like yeah. no geriatrics going to save you no, from no yourself. No geriatric yeah. multimillionaire. Yeah, I think AOC dropped it to sixty eight. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that, that helps. Yeah, there's a handful. <laughs> and Corey Bush, yeah, like yeah, exactly. drop that number. Oh, down I a forgot little bit. about Corey. So sixty seven. Yeah, yeah sixty seven. Sixty seven. Sixty seven point eight. Yeah, yeah right. I knew. <laughs> there are this many. <laughs> New theory suggests that we travel to parallel universes when we dream. 
Uh, we've long been fascinated by the concept of dreaming and what they may reveal, uh, with many different theories ranging from psychic glimpses into our future to a glimpse at our innermost thought and desire. Scientists are more interested than ever in understanding this phenomenon. Every night, humans have an average of six to ten dreams. Wow. A few minutes. Uh, yeah, but from what I understand, like, a dream is only just a couple of minutes. You have right? to get into REM to be... Uh, dreaming though, yeah, like you have to get good sleep to have six to ten dreams. What's good sleep? Let's start with that first. REM <laughs> sleep is good yeah. sleep. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, but you're right. Much I think Mike that. and I were talking about this morning. I'm like, oh, good morning. I'm like, yeah, indeed, it is a good zero morning. Zero dreams last night. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have time. I think that's dream. why I didn't. I, I think I I didn't dream for 15 years of my life. Uh, probably, and I think is because I smoked weed before I went to bed every night. Like, yeah. and I'm not, this is not a shot at people who smoke weed because I still like to enjoy a little bit of cannabis. Although I moved to CBD strains before bed and my dreams came back. Uh, so I, you know, putting that fog on my brain, uh, I don't know if it kept me from getting into REM or what, but I never remembered any of my dreams as a kid. I dreamt vividly. I told you the other day about having a recurring dream where father Bob, uh, who was the pastor of our church at resurrection. I had this dream as a kid and it freaked me out. I think I was maybe like it, it happened over and over and over in second and third grade, where as he was holding up the Eucharist to bless the Eucharist facing the tabernacle, uh, he just fell out, you know, in my yeah. dream. And then just one day, we, he, uh, yeah, he just, yeah, it, he just within fell the dream. In, wow. in the dream. <laughs> and then one day we were at mass. So like we went to mass uh, twice a week. You know, and it was like uh, the Friday was like when the whole school did. Otherwise, it was like alternated. So like, you know, half of the classes okay. would go on Tuesday and half of the classes like would go on Wednesday. Kind of totally. Thing. Yeah. Got it. And so it was like, I think it was one of the Wednesday ones where there wasn't as many people uh, in mass. And sure enough, man, Father Bob went over there and he started to bless the Eucharist and he just dips out. I mean, exactly like I dreamt. And I was like, I was sitting there just like freaked out because I'm like nine, ten, whatever, you know, I'm like. Oh my god! I killed cop out of five. Yeah, when you're when you're nine or ten years old, you dream something like, you and think then it you happens. Did that to them. Yep, like no doubt. It's I not did. Like a, oh, look at the coincidence. It's a oh, I did that. I did. <laughs> I absolutely did. So anyway, uh, a few minutes after being awoken, these dreams are usually forgotten. However, it's what, amnesia. What if there's it's legitimate amnesia? Actual meaning to dreams that would make them more lucrative to remember. So there is uh, a website called dreamschool.org, O-R-G, if anyone is interested in decoding their dreams. I think uh, it's run by the School of Metaphysics that's based here in Missouri, and they do a fantastic job of helping people navigate that super consciousness and subconscious uh, relay system. It's pretty Sweet. cool. Uh, <laughs> have you experienced a dream that was so real and lifelike that you felt like you were literally there in the moment? Uh, you can feel the breeze on your face, smell the gra fresh cut grass, or taste the food that touched your lips. I believe they call that lucid dreaming. They do. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, for the longest time, you have lucid dreaming apps and everything. And yeah. when I wasn't dreaming, I was so dead set on dreaming like I did as a kid. Yeah. And I always ha also had this dream where uh, Freddy Krueger was chasing me in this black and white world, which used to always fuck because me Because scary up. movies aren't well, for children. Because one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, yeah. Three, four, and that. Shit, they kind of gave you the playbook there, Craig. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I mean, it, it was interchangeable. Sometimes it was him. Sometimes it was, you know, Jason. It's uh, kind of funny that you bring up lucid dreaming as a child because this morning Trevor was like, he's been asking me for months, how do I lucid dream? What do I do? Like, what's this about? You know, because right. we have metaphysical books just all over our house. Sure. Know? And uh, uh, I kind of gave him a 
what I would call a minor instruction because, sure. you know, he's a baby still. But this morning he woke up elated. Mom, I lucid dream last night. I was fly. I chose to fly in my dream. Cool. He said. Dang. It was pretty cool. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, that is It great. is good for him. You know, I'm reading this here, and not to, like, jump too far. No, keep, keep going, yeah. Thinking of this and then reading what you just read, it kind of makes me wonder, did Martin Luther King maybe time travel to a different dimension? And, and that was what his dream was? I hope was. so. <laughs> maybe. I, I hope he also got to travel again. Yeah. Right, like... Sure. Well, I think that's exactly how that works, right? Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't fear the other side because I believe I've seen it, and I like it. What are you doing uh, this morning, Mike? Hey, what are you doing this morning? I'm actually off today, so I'm just, just doing out. yeah, just doing a bunch of ad. I'm here on the show. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Do you want to tell us about what you do for a living? You should. Do I that. I should. Do you want to finish this first, or yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, well, all right. I so I make people stronger for a living. <laughs> as I as I look in the <laughs> no, I uh, I work out in uh, St. Peter's. Uh, ladies, is that what that is? <laughs> yes. I'm sitting here wondering what the hell that was for a minute. I've never seen one of these in person. It's a juice harp. Or a jaw harp. <laughs> the jaw harp. It's if you search a jaw harp, uh, it will come up a juice harp. I thought I you were hitting being... a button over here. I no. didn't. Th- <laughs> so the whole time I hear that on the show, <laughs> that's me just live action. This is this is how you can tell I'm listening uh, on Twitch in the background. I'm actually watching the stream. <laughs> yep, I get it. I, get I just it. assume you guys were like pantsless this whole time too. This is very much a. Well, I mean, now it's a pleasant surprise. Dennison wants you to make him on. hard. My oh, real quick uh, before we move on too quick. <laughs> what? Uh, Wait we, a minute here. Will O'Donnell, uh, dreams show me that I have barely scratched the surface of creativity. I have dreams that are a hundred times more complex than a Dostoevsky novel. You took the time to write out okay, Big League. Will O'Donnell. Okay, Big League. Uh, I couldn't do that without spell checking yeah, that. One for of real. The best, uh, <laughs> one of the best uh, comics going in St. Louis for sure. Will O'Donnell. Check out the Willie Thrilly. One comedy of the album. highest intellectuals. Obviously, one of my favorite well, dudes. Right? One of my faves. Some um, of my favorite comedians. He are should very come in here sometime. And he best. also he's got some ideas for some skits. We 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 kind of storyboarded a skit on the show yesterday, <laughs> and then he he got my DMs last night. And after I waited. Oh really? After I waited. Yeah. After I waited through a sea of dick. Picks. We got to like, <laughs> we got to the uh, you know we got to the nuts and bolts of the of Get the uh, of it which ladies. is like ladies oh, <laughs> the nuts and bolts. Um, anywho, uh, so so uh, Dennison says, make me hard, Mike. Make I, me I hard. Can, I, Dennison, I just Dennison. for you. He's already hard. He's a farmer. Yeah. What are you doing with my wife, Dennison? Wait, are you talking about the? I talking about his arms, or because he pulls a little close and. Yeah. Dennison, I was talking about his arms. Sure. Yes, yes, of course. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. We, nothing else could have ever... How do you make people stronger, Mike? Uh, I like to work on a principle of I take people from where they're at, and then I... Oh, here we go. You're good. Yep. I'm going to speak in here and yeah. use my sexy yeah, voice now. Use your, use your sexy, use your sexy voice. voice. Um, no, uh, cozy, copious amounts of drugs. And, no, I'm kidding. I, I like to... <laughs> <laughs> um, really, I just like to meet people where they are and then help train patterns over and over that I know, one, is going to be useful for them. Mm-hmm. And then two, uh, not just like in the weight room, but I mean like in their daily life. So like if you're bending down and picking stuff up, it probably behooves us to make sure that you have like good flexibility in your hips yeah. and good mobility there. So uh, Mike is my trainer. And Mike, I have to know how me pushing sleds works in my regular <laughs> life because the, it just makes me want to puke mostly. Yeah. So in that case, uh, one, it just builds up the legs for sure. Okay. There's a lot of arm work in there. And then it's, um, I've just typically at that point run out of other things like to do. I have to push over a gorilla. Yes. I feel pretty confident. You could run in and just push that up. up. But I or, push him yeah. Over. Or like if you have to like move something really heavy, like, um, you know, setting up cotillion, you're moving those, those tables or something yeah, around, yeah, you know, yeah. that, that becomes useful. I see. Okay. 
it's a nice yeah i was gonna say it's a, it's a nice way for me to also say i probably run out of other stuff to do yeah. at that time so i'm like the sled looks good yeah it's a sled totally great. totally um you don't need to breathe right exactly no i just uh starting people at a very basic level and saying hey we don't have to be world champions in weightlifting we don't have to be power lifters or strongmen we just need to get you moving stronger for you and whatever that looks like that's where i start with and so then we just work very progressively. I don't like to like push people to the end of their limits yeah, and then say, "Okay, hey, go more." I'd rather work within a zone that I know you're comfortable on and just expand that limit. Yeah. Because then once you've expanded that zone, you kind of covered up all the limits you had before and now you're like, "Wow, this weight that was really heavy is now like a warm-up weight and it's really cute." Yeah. And so, <clears throat> I started out with kettlebells a long time ago and that's what originally got me like into that same mode of if I just start with a lightweight and just get really good at this yeah. and then move on to a heavier one, that same principle, people do that in business, people do that in their, uh, in all sorts of practices too, cooking. Yeah. Um, you start with what you're good at and just expand from there. Very good. So that's how I do what I do. That makes sense to me. When I do what I do. Awesome. I like my weights heavy and my squats down low. Yeah, man. That's a lie. <laughs> she does not. I can test her. <laughs> Like day is my favorite day. I'm smiling because I'm like, yeah, she says that, but it's not true. There's, there are discussions that happen, and normally it's a, no, no, maybe just, Nora, how about hey, fuck you? Yeah, exactly. Fuck I'm you. I don't want to do another set. Finish with this. <laughs> yes. So sorry, we geek out pretty. No, much. I'm, 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 I'm. He's I'm, here for I'm it. I'm along for the ride. <laughs> I am along for the ride. Uh, talk to me about the amazing twelve. The amazing twelve. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. No, um, twelve weeks. Uh, I will take people to yeah. the twelfth power. <laughs> to the twelfth power in whatever universe you travel what, to. What, what does the amazing twelve do? The amazing twelve takes somebody from day one all the way through twelve weeks of training. Um, I do it in two versions now. There's a five day version of it, and then there's a three day version of it. Um, the five day is really intensive. It's five days, one hour a day, and then there's some homework I have you do outside of this as well. It comes with the nutrition plan because obviously, if you're training, you have to fuel yourself properly. And otherwise, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, and my goal with with either version of the 12 is to make a very holistic transformation in the physique, in the performance, strength, health, wellness, whatever word you want to throw in there. Just make as big of a holistic transformation as we can in 12 weeks using just those modalities. Um, we do barbell training. We do some dumbbell work, some kettlebell stuff in there as well. Um, but again, it's very progressive. I meet people where you are. So I could have people that are all varying skill levels or strength and athletic abilities doing similar, I don't want to say the same because there's always like a same but different, but <clears throat> very similar uh, workouts next to each other and everybody is still huffing and puffing and grunting at the same time because yeah. it's relevant to you. Like yeah. if you're a world champion lifter, you should have 400 pounds on a bar versus grandma who might just have like the 15 pound trainer bar and that's yeah. a new progress for her. I have to say it is very motivating to be in one of your classes and the big strong guy is equally struggling. Yeah. Like it, it does make no it easier. Yeah. yeah, you want to see people yeah. working as it's it's motivating to see people working as hard as you. Yes. Yeah. In everything. Yes. Well, the nice thing, too, is like, you know, then there's a camaraderie of like, oh, wow, we're all kind of suffering through this together for a yes. little bit, even though sometimes it, it some days do suffer a little bit more than others. Um, and some days it's it's just kind of fun. You almost feel like you're just kind of going in, just, you know, punching the clock and then you're out. Yeah. Um, those kind of days are nice because it creates this nice tonic effect on the body where you're not really pushing too hard. And the body still gets that practice. It still gets that movement and those reps in. But you're like, oh, I feel really good. I can That active and, recovery day. Yes. Yeah. very Almost very much like an active yeah. recovery day for yeah. sure. Cool. So. 
And we do before and, uh, professional before and after photos because, you know, if you're going to do the work, you might as well have something to show for it. And Agreed. sometimes people are cool with me sharing that out on Facebook. And other times they get to put that in a little binder of, I did this one day. And yeah. I'm totally fine with that. I did this that. for myself. Yes. Yeah. And that's Put fun. it on your refrigerator and help you make better choices, yeah. maybe. I, I had a thing I wanted to do one time, and I it's it's a weird thing for me to broach on this one here, but we, we were joking one time with a couple clients of like, you know, some of the gals were really, really feeling themselves towards the end of the 12 weeks, and like, I'm looking good, I'm looking lean, my husband can't, can't keep my hand, or can't keep his hands off me, and I thought, you know, the photographer we use for this also does boudoir shots, so maybe we need to do a package where... You know, I just Way do this. Cross and, sell that yeah, exactly. And then it's like yeah. I should like get like yeah, a little at package. At the end of this whole thing, you also get like yeah, like, like, half off or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. and and the joke was we were gonna have like a little portfolio binder of like, hey, here's your amazing twelve. And as you oh, turn the page, it's just a note for me that says you're welcome to the husbands. And then it's yeah. the shot. And then there's like you the welcome, things. baby. <laughs> and, and the first right, shot, exactly. the first shot should be like them wearing like a potato sack. Yes. You know, like just, <laughs> just wearing like the worst, frumpiest thing ever. My, my first shot was like straight up Lululemon. I seen you. Yeah. I seen you. I want to <laughs> look pretty in that before picture too, y'all. Yeah. I mean, you don't want anybody to think that there's any kind of trickery going on. You stick your stomach on. out as far as you can. You, yep. you have terrible posture and yeah. you're sad face. Yeah, we, we load everybody up on wings and beer before their first shot. Just to, <laughs> No, we don't do that. It's I, Like I said, I take everybody where you're at. I don't, I honestly that sometimes. Sounds, I, haven't had like, awesome. I haven't had like a wings and beer day for. <laughs> maybe that's what you should do tomorrow maybe on your I should, day maybe off. I, maybe I will. I'm going to go tie on tie a good on. buzz <laughs> and just Joey eat as and go much chicken off a bone as I can. I might just do that. That's not a bad play. Everybody <laughs> needs a free day once in a while. No, I, uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I still love the fact, I was sitting here looking at a thing, going, what, what the hell, hell is this thing? thing? What the it, hell is this That thing? was it, the whole I'm time. still learning. I'm still learning. I'm going to be the, the world's best Jews heart player. So you're not only a trainer uh-huh. and our friend, but you're also a true Hoosier. Yes. Right? You've been here since day one. I have been. What's it like to be on the outside, but also on the inside? Of, of the Hoosier of group? Of group, yeah. It's, man, it's a ride. Uh, it's really funny <laughs> because there are days I'll follow what's going on. And, like, in the group, it, I love the it, – it's like really watching a wild river of just things just flowing in and out of that group. People ser- sharing articles where it's, like, it's very thought-provoking and very deep and very metaphysical – and then there's a guy that just like five seconds later is like he, engaging 70 comments and it's like, hey, guys, boobs. And there's like 100,000 comments on this. And I'm the like, boob chips are the best. They are the best, yes. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, every day we're learning if, you know, some of our members who have like 14 accounts now on Facebook just so they can, you know, avoid Jessica the bans. Evans. I wasn't going to say it, but, you know, <laughs> Jess Baskins. <laughs> Exotic. Jess Exotic. And what's the other one? You can pronounce it. Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> that sounds like a Slytherin thing. It, it really does. Yeah, <laughs> I'm speaking partial tongue. Exactly. <laughs> uh, She's, she has her name in the old way, backwards. Saucy's has great trashed wings. That's actually good to know. Do they? Because, because their pizza is just kind of eh. I uh, didn't know they had trashed wings in Pressure Drop. We, we always drive all the way. Are to, my jam. And we always drive to. Arnold to get my wife. I drive twenty five minutes like the for only trash wings. wings that she can have. <laughs> true story. Is that it? Yeah. Um, I'm a full on carnivore, y'all. Like, yep, yeah, that's true. I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm sorry. I'm 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 working, working on my other job. No, yeah, I'm working on my other job. <laughs> <laughs> working working two jobs, doing a live broadcast, working. and on like what three hours of yeah. sleep. Working twelve to five. What a way to make a living. He's going 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. the next day, though. It's not tw- it's not 12 a.m. We got 12 in at midnight to 5 last night. We got in at midnight <laughs> last night, and uh, I was soundly in bed by 12:30, and 
It was great. We got a couple hours. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Okay, that's fair. Okay. That's fair. I got a couple hours. I think my... Uh, you ever... Uh, you know, like, when you're fucking really tired uh, and your partner, like, for whatever reason, you can't sleep? And probably with me, like, it's because I, I snore like a... like Craig a has like sleep a, apnea. Like a steel chainsaw. Uh, but, like... <laughs> he stops breathing for... 45 seconds and minutes of very so, so talking about some of the times we've gotten together in like the Hoosier group uh, there there was one time where we caught you snoring on a couch sometimes we have sleepovers yeah we had a sleepover at a friend's house and, and I remember I was downstairs in a basement and I kept hearing this like this rattling sound and I walked upstairs and it was Craig on the couch just get just huh <laughs> Tough, holy guys. shit, man. So I, I just kind of did one of these little You can just do nudges. some Wim Hof, I think, will help a lot. I do Wim that. Hof all the time. I don't know if it's going to help a lot. I, need, I think I just need to get fucking lose about 60 pounds, Mike, is what I need to do. And I think that. I know a guy. Fold will fucking not happen in my neck. I don't know. I, because some babies have sleep yeah, apnea. I know. Too, I know. Right? I, like, yeah, that's I, not. I know. I think that's. I, I don't know. Well, it, it's definitely hereditary. My as long as I've known you, it's been that way. Good. Yeah. So at least we know that it's got to be more than like 25 pounds. I got to Maybe. <laughs> 20, 26. 26. <laughs> uh, you know how like, uh, I, I imagine this is kind of what my, my wife's uh, want to sleep looks like where, you know, like she just looks at me as I'm fucking snoring, just sleeping so peacefully. She just looks at me with like a kitchen knife in her hand. <laughs> Only that one time did that happen what? and you just keep bringing it back up. She's like just, I, just angry that uh, I'm sleeping. So, and then it's like the next day, and I'm like, "Babe, is everything okay?" Like, yeah, everything's fine. I slept is, one hour. Is everything last night. okay though? And you're like, everything is fine. Everything is fine. Have you ever seen that? Uh, it's either a meme or it looked really peaceful. Did you have peaceful you sleep? Really last night? well rested this morning. Did you have peaceful sleep last night? I'm just <laughs> curious. Uh, um, <laughs> Well, it's funny because I know you're such a cat person. I always see that gif of the cat where it's like doing the claws out on its owner as they're sleeping. Kill him. And it's like, but I love it. I know you have treats, but I could take you out right now. Dude, that's. If I weighed 70 pounds, you'd already be. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. But I own you, so I let you live. It's my mercy. We'll try them, pressure drop. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that uh, this weekend. What's he doing? Uh, the, the trash wings, we're going to try them. My brother in law can close his eyes and be asleep in three minutes flat. That's me, dude. I can sleep on demand Yeah. no matter where I'm at. Uh, I Standing up. Uh, sitting down in a closet uh, in a trunk. I'll go to sleep wherever I need to go so, to sleep. The other comment he just posted, I love him, hate his superpower. That's also my superpower. I will it's sleep also anywhere. My superpower. I have literally, so a long time ago, uh, I think now it's called Rise, but when it used to be called Home and Ameristar, that dance club mm-hmm. they have down there. Sure. Okay. I went out, they had like a little lounge area, so they had like the whole dance club, the bars, yep. all that. Outside, they had a little lounge, they had couches, and it was very homey. I would hope so, right? It's named home. And I legit crashed there for 20 minutes, just right on the couch, in the middle of like some banger that was going on. People were looking for me, and I just took a little cat nap and woke up, and all right, I'm back. Let's go. I was and, a bartender for six years. I can't tell you how many times I had to wake people up on a bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, any, anytime I had somebody fall asleep at a bar. fall asleep on the bar. Oh, we had, yeah, you yeah. have to kick them out. You yeah, got to let them go. You cannot stay here. Yeah. If you think a bottle of Jameson is a very, very comfy pillow, then there's other issues going on. And you know, honestly, um, I had I worked at a really popular bar in St. Louis, the Mm. 3 a.m. bar, and then but we had to have one day shift, and my one day shift was the the morning, the 6 a.m. shift Mm -hmm. that all of the third shift workers, the firefighters and nurses, would come in, and those people can. Oh yeah. Holy Moses. 
But if you're sleeping, if one of those people were sleeping, it's probably because they were on a 72-hour shift. For sure, yeah. You almost have a little it more. It's very rarely somebody. Those ones you kind of know, though. It's it's like you have a little context of like, hey, yeah. listen, this guy just worked, like you said, 72 hours. They had yeah. like a long shift. Yeah. We'll just give they him have, a little nudge and be like, hey, they hey, there's a cot in the back for this. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So. Guys, we did it. Is there anything else you guys want to cover before we uh, wrap this thing up? I think, I, you know, I'll ask, I'll ask you for a little feedback, Mike. I mean, you know, does the show suffer for starting at 730? I think that makes it a little bit more palatable for all the masses. I don't think that extra half hour does anything, but I don't want to put any uh, anything in anybody's head. I just feel like 730 to 10 is a real nice two and a half hour talk in the morning. And uh, I feel like as your person, you getting an extra 30 minutes to yourself is... Yeah, um, it won't be sleep, but it'll be to myself. Yeah. I'll be able to have a cup of coffee in the morning and... You know, so, so so you're asking like starting at seven thirty versus seven. Yeah, I like it. I mean, well, and the thing is, there was a while where, um, you know, I can't, I can't remember what happened. Maybe it was just one day there. You guys, I remember you had like a best of, and there was like series of clips. I went, oh man, I love these. I know. I, I haven't seen these in forever. It's like some yep. of the Bobby Battlehawk really ones. A lot of fun. That was a lot of fun because again, you, man, you guys cover so much stuff mm-hmm. so quickly. Especially now you're going Monday through Friday. Yep. Um, it it's hard to remember sometimes. Like you know, now you've got multiple episodes in the week. Little- of genius yeah right? it's yeah. like we're versus like you gotta wait a week for this mm-hmm. and so now that you move to that format it's like man you guys cover a lot of ground so going back and looking at those was kind of fun to remember and mm-hmm. it's also like you know you said i've been here for a while it's kind of fun oh shit i remember when they first did that and i was like when steve killed the cat mm-hmm. oh, man. i i want to make that my damn ringtone anytime he calls well, you can make that happen um, i've got the mp3 for you oh we yes make that happened uh dennis Stanger is always making some amazing music uh, I want to start featuring some of that some more in the mornings. Uh, Ryan's going to contribute some more in the mornings. We're going to have our Makate <laughs> segment every week. Uh, we're going to check in uh, with Max Montrose probably once a month uh, at least. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, let, let, that, yeah. let that be some cannabis knowledge. I'm going to reach out to some of the uh, uh, psychedelic advocates. We're going to get our phone-in line set up so that people can call in in the mornings and you know, be funny, text in, do whatever they want to do. Production value. You know, there's a lot of things. Uh, I, what I what I kind of uh, forget that a, a, a lot of the hilarious content that fans add to radio shows is because they can add, they have a level of anonymity attached to that that people might not want to write in with their that's fair with their social media name attached. So we're going to try and give people an opportunity to develop their own characters, just like Steve was uh, Cucky the Dwarf on Five Ninety mm-hmm. in the mornings and all those guys. Kind of a similar situation where people can kind of be a part of the show and say things that they want to say uh, while still being able to go to their government job or whatever it is that they got to do and, <laughs> and be able, be able to potentially uh, look people in the eyes. Yeah, so yeah. Um, uh, big changes coming. Uh, we got some work to do with Jason. Uh, kind of a disheartening trip yesterday uh, meeting with uh, some movers in the industry. And when you start to find out that uh, people that have hundreds of thousands invested in this industry and are equally up a creek as we are. Uh, it's not deflection. I saw it with my own two eyes, you yeah. know, uh, and it's kind of fucking heartbreaking. I mean, we've seen some dispensaries like open for three minutes, mm-hmm. sell out their product and then not have anything for a while. And you're like, oh, what's that? Well, that's not the only place where that bottleneck uh, exists. It's pretty god damn disheartening what about three people in this industry are doing to the entire state. Mm-hmm. So... We're going to find a way to just go around them. Yeah. Uh, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're committed to doing. Yes, we're sir. committed to doing the right thing. We're committed to getting medicine to the patients that need it. Uh, and we're going to do it with active patients uh, running the ball. 
because uh, that's that's who needs to be represented, and they're not being represented right now, even by dispensaries or by manufacturers, because even they are handcuffed in this game. We've got about uh, less than a handful of people that are uh, putting the brakes on this entire thing, and that's why pounds are 4500 bucks <clears throat> wholesale across the entire market for everybody, yeah. whether it's the shittiest weed or the best weed, um, and it ain't the best weed, but whether it's one or the other, they're just charging a flat rate. That's not how this works. Yeah. Um, and the state is not only allowing them to do it, I think they're helping them do it. Uh, and hmm. we got to fucking do something about it. So. I agree. So to end on a lighter note, uh, we were discussing having our Hoosier friends come in because this is for all yeah, of us, Yeah, right? yeah, I love this idea, yes. Yeah, this is for all of us. And so if you want to come hang out with us and you're a true Hoosier, we want you to come hang out with us sure. and sit at the table <laughs> that Dan Hendrickson, my new dad, made for us and um, <laughs> learn about each other and, and love and grow. Our opinions are certainly not the only opinions that I matter. Know, and we're, that. Surround, we're surrounded by... Better people great people like not just good people but great people and we feel like you guys you, when we when we talk about the community we're talking about you guys right when we talk about you know when we raise eight thousand dollars for backstoppers or what, I, i'm not sure what the final number was after cost um when we when we raise money for when we you know when we do washer tournament it's the hoosiers that make that yeah. happen and so you guys should have an opportunity to come and use your voices as well that was that this last year was my my uh my first washer tournament i'd never been to one before and i keep hearing about it that was so fun to see everybody turn up it's so like, like and just seeing everybody not only turn up but like just pour themselves into whatever the cause is yeah when you see oh. 200 people and you know like uh this <clears throat> year uh the tournament was for aubrey and yeah. her mama was there with her newborn baby because aubrey was too sick to come and so john stayed home with her and yeah. just her being hugged by complete strangers. They're never going to see her again, and they just and shoved $200 into her pocket. Yeah, exactly. Like, and it makes sense. That's we're a good just, day. We're here to love that's on her. That's a good day. And so, you know, shout out to the Hoosiers, but also the Spanish Society crew right. for that, right? right? Um, we're, we don't need to look to um, high officials or, or no, we, we can take care of ourselves, and we've done a goddamn they, good job of doing it. That, we need people to get the hell out of our way and let us do it. No, we don't. We just need to do it. We just need to yeah, ignore, right? Like, but yeah, I agree with you. We we've got way more power than we've been told, and I feel like our tribe has unearthed something um, that belongs to us by birthright, and and we've rediscovered a way of life that belongs to us by like our our um, primate birthright, right? We deserve a tribe because that's who we are truly, and so let's let's showcase the tribe. Damn right. Uh, real quick, uh, to build on that a little bit, um, as it, uh, this is a celebration of the Hoosiers, if you want to come in here, also, if you have a small business, maybe you're a trainer or something like that, come in here, talk about your business in the community. Uh, that's something, you know, uh, Steve and I always set out to, you know, create content and commercials, uh, for businesses that want to do this. And we have for many yeah. of our sponsors, um, and Ricky and Rachel are great about this too. Come in, talk about your business a little bit. Uh, we can mess around with the green screen, potentially shoot you some kind of content for you to share on your socials. If you think that it works out, then maybe we can figure out a way uh, for us to continue doing that and a compensation plan for that yeah. um, to make it make sense for everybody. Um, and uh, and then all of a sudden, Mycelial Media is kind of doing what it's good at, which is 
putting your company in a light that maybe you're not currently representing to your feeds because we can make as much as we want, but we can't beat the Facebook algorithm. But when we take something and we make it and then give it to people and allow them to go share it on in their circles, typically it takes off. There's a little bit of oversaturation when it only comes from us. When we create something for you, for you to then share in your circles, uh, typically it will get people to stop scrolling through their feed, which gets them engaging with your your brand and gets them wanting to do business with you. And if you can continue to do that, you know, we work out a deal every quarter where we get you something. The first one's on us. So the first one's on me. You come in here. We'll make something cool for you and uh, see how it works. And if it uh, if it works well for you. Um, you know, we can figure out how we do business going forward. It's not enough to have a social media manager or to be present on social media. You need to get people stop scrolling through their feeds uh, and engaging with your brand uh, in order to do that. And that's what this whole entire studio is for. It's to it's to be able to amplify the voices of businesses that need their voice uh, amplified. There is real quick. Uh, I want to acknowledge Amber because Amber, uh, uh, you know, who was. Uh, Nolan's, uh, you know, or his love, the love of Nolan's life, uh, is really always working to teach people about FICO and RSO protocols. And I'm always learning about this too. And yesterday I learned that hormonal cancers are affected negatively by high THC FICO. Um, and so those are ones that you want like a three to one CBD to THC RSO protocol. That's why it's not just enough to, to say, Hey, we need FICO. We need a whole spectrum of FICO to treat different kinds of, of cancers uh, and illnesses. And it's people like Amber who have that information, who are making it available. She added me to a group that is unbelievable. Like the amount of, yeah, she had to do it herself. We don't want everybody to have to learn the hard way all the time. Right. Right. Well, that's the nice thing about like when you, when you go that hard road, you get to make the the catalog of like, hey, this but not that, and then pass that along, and then we just get better and better. Yeah, no testimony without the test. Right? Exactly, exactly. There's nothing on the planet like this friend group. This is one of a kind, and if they hate us, it's because they ain't us. That's our buddy Zach. Say a lot of those in the back. Uh, <laughs> quick shout-out to our sponsors, Native Hemp Extract. If you enter code HOSO right now, the CBD, CBG, 1,500-milligram extract, I think it's just a little over 50 bucks with the code HOSO shipped to your door, which is pretty much cost. I mean, Genson's basically paying excuse me, paying to give you medicine. Didn't that he is just really drop good. it again? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. yeah, he dropped it to almost, I mean, if you're with the HOSO code, you're pretty much paying wholesale prices on that product. It's unbelievable. Jason Long is has the, the biggest heart uh, I've ever I've ever seen. Yeah, it's easy for us to help people because people help us. Yeah, and Let's uh, be guys honest. like yeah. Jason Long, not only do they run, have they been running businesses that represented uh, patients for the last uh, couple of decades, but also is the first person to give or donate to anything that we have going on. And that's and, and uh, people see a lot of the, the fundraising we do in public. They don't they have no that doesn't that's the tip of the iceberg for what somebody like Jason Long does for the community on a regular basis. I've handed people I've handed people uh, uh, obscene amounts of money just from that guy, not because he expected just his yesterday. name. Yeah, not because right. uh, you know he wow. he expects uh, uh, to um, you know his name to be out there. Although I'm not going to allow him to keep doing this anonymously because right. I'm not going to allow this guy to not be recognized 
for all of the amazing uh, things that he's doing in the community. Jason Long's one of the good ones. He's a patient himself. He wants to know where his goddamn meds are, and he's right. Uh, and one of these days, I'm going to get him to sit down here and feel good about letting all you motherfuckers know. Um, <laughs> but uh, Jason's as good as they come, and uh, he's he is making this happen in the community, and we are going to do some incredible stuff together, and we are going to fix the problem. Um, we're going to fix a real, real problem. James Carlton, State Farm, uh, he's fantastical. Uh, he's handsome. We wish he was our dad. We do wish he was our dad, but our dad is Dan Hendrickson. And to be honest with you, Dan's better with a saw. Uh, but yeah, and sandpaper and just, uh, giving, uh, you know, I posted a a thing the other day that was like a crazy piece of geometry. You guys see that ball of knots? Yeah, I did see that. And I was just saying how cool it was because it kind of, the message kind of coincided with the burl and Dan talking about the burls like a cancer of the wood. And as you watch this, you can see where it happens and then you see the tree grow in spite of it. And you can see that in all of these rings and the way that he built this table piece by piece, uh, looks like the rings on a tree and and represents very much does. Uh, uh you know uh what a tree it. goes through in order to become its best case self which is the only uh self that it knows it's just go it's just trying to find the light which is all, what all of us are doing uh and um uh i i thought that that was kind of a a, a it was very uh timely that that little ball of knots uh, it matched up with Dan's message, and so I posted just trying to brag on him a little bit and love on him a little bit and his craftsmanship, and he's like, you know what? I think the studio needs one. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I just gave Dan another 1,000-hour project to do, you know? Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, somehow we got off on Dan Hendrickson, but who we were talking about is James Carlson's fine ass. <laughs> he's a fine ass. He is one he's handsome. Kind, he's got kind he's eyes. He's got kind eyes. Uh, carltoninsurance.net, 314-961-4800. If he's not doing your insurance and you live in Missouri or Illinois, you're getting fucking took, bud, because he's the best insurance agent in the game. He's going to save you a ton of money. He's going to make sure that you are uh, sufficiently covered. Uh, Bo know how to grow, and he know how to grow real good hydro. Bo from Grow Active Solutions on Hartford, uh, Grandin Hartford down in Tower Grove South. He's got all of your grow <laughs> Uh, products, all of your uh, grow needs, uh, get you lights, tents, uh, soils, uh, nutrients, you know, whatever you need, man. You trying to go p- grow plants? Go see Bo. It's not hard. Go and see Bo. Um, and uh, Spanish Society Outreach, Vibe Tribe, Brian Kessler, just doing good to make up for a uh, a, a childhood of miscreants. Is Brian Kessler a dick pic? He would love that. Yeah, everybody should. He does de- so much for us. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's. I mean, it's the best way to say thank Brian, you. The best way to say thank you to Brian <laughs> Kessler is to look him up on Facebook and message him a dick pic. It doesn't uh, have to be your dick. No, no, no. Actually, no. It's, it's probably better if it's not because then you have a much wider selection of dicks to pick from. Yeah, actually, you could send him a whole <laughs> spectrum of dicks, a full spectrum of dicks, if you will, which is the best kind. Full spectrum medicine is the best kind of medicine. <laughs> and, and full, you, full extract dick pick. Yes, and, full and, spectrum and dick pick. if you ever wanted to do me a favor, when he says, hey, what's this about, just don't respond. Yeah, just say, <laughs> just, say just leave just that message. Just tell him the Hoosier sent you. No, I wouldn't even do that. I, say, I think, like, you know how on your iPhone it has that little message was read at? Just leave it there. Yeah. I'm wondering. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. <laughs> for at least at least a day. Yeah, no doubt. If you guys and, the, could, and then send him a hey, what's up, buddy? If and you just guys could do me a favor <laughs> and send him a uh, solid smattering of dick pics. That would be wonderful. That's I'm what you can right do now. for Brian Kessler. I too. Uh, <laughs> love you all. I love that I get to take that knowledge and help. Never want anyone to have to do it alone. We don't Giant want anyone to do it alone either, Amber. Uh, guys, it's it's time. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> we used to, you know, I talked about uh, hitting our friends with Tub Girl uh, back in the day, which I, you know, I could never really talk about with a straight face in front of my wife. But when Thank we were you. gamers and we had a, a land center, uh, basically in the upstairs of my first house, what are you doing? <laughs> you you, act, you actually did it. Yeah, what did you, you think was going to happen? Do you think it was going to bring up? Everybody over there it's the British Broadcasting Channel. Yeah, what are you so, looking at? Yeah. Yeah, what are you looking at? Bridgerton, Doctor Who. I almost started that the other night. Oh, that is not that is not Doctor Who. Yeah, that's not Doctor. That's Doctor What? I mean, something got Doctor. What the fuck is that thing? Something got a little timey wimey. Um. So, with that being said, I had to stop looking because I the one I started googling was like. With that being said, this will definitely end the show. Weird because I have this. I have a very degenerative personality, like a sense of humor. Yeah. But I am truly a very modest person. You are a very wholesome and modest person. But man, when that's when that switch flips, damn. Uh, Let's get out of here. <laughs> no, I want I want you to be on camera looking at dicks the whole time. Right, this is awesome. Uh, we should make that. A, we should make that bonus footage for the Patreon. Guys. I'm definitely going to clip that down for the Patreon. Uh, real, send it to Brian. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, I think I pretty well covered everything. Uh, it's Friday. I love you. Uh, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I hope you find a way to move uh, move through this weekend uh, with love in your heart uh, and kindness in your eyes and firmness in your touch and uh, and dick pics in Brian Kessler's inbox. Yo, where's the Asian guy? I <laughs> global guy, global guy. We've missed you, buddy. We've we've missed you. We've missed you. There's a lot, whole lot of stuff has changed since you stopped tuning in, uh, and it's all your fault. Uh, but we're about ready to get out of here. Uh, you guys are great. Let me know how I can help. Bruce, you're great. Uh, take a picture of your... You did it, too, didn't you? There <laughs> you go. Oh, you went to Facebook. You're going to get banned. I don't know if the, in the messages... Right. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. That's fine. I think that they are cracking... I think they are cracking right. down. He just anything. I think uh, Facebook Messenger is perfectly fine. No, you didn't be. scare away Steve, a global guy. I just, uh, I'm just kidding with you. Uh, but I don't think Steve's going to be here in the mornings. But if you... Uh, by the way, the sub button... I know, I know. Yeah, he's taking care uh, of business. Now that... Um, now that... Uh, I know you've been begging for months. And I'm going to give you a way to give us money. And I appreciate that. So... Uh, we will get all of that taken care of. Uh, um, he's he's just trying to help us out. He's just trying to get it to where we can make a make a little bit of extra money with uh, with Twitch and everything. And Thanks, we man. we are working towards that. Uh, the studio is ever changing. Uh, the landscape changes a little bit for Hoosier Sophisticate, but the message doesn't, and the love doesn't, and uh, we will continue to move forward. It's a wonderful uh, it's a wonderful Friday. It's a great day to have a great day, and uh, I hope uh, well. You know what? I'm just going to sign this thing off like like I used to with the old deals. And then you guys are going to have to remind me um, what we say after that. But I'm just going to remind you, uh, as a sophisticated Hoosier, it is your duty to get out there and oh. suck the day's dick. Ah, okay? Or it's clit. Whatever your sexual proclivity is, you make sure you live your life with the zest and fervor that only a sophisticated Hoosier can. I sure love you. Uh, and the way that we wrap this thing up is... Cowabunga. Cowabunga.